are listening to the Chompcast, an official podcast of Sword Chomp at SwordChomp.com. Thanks for taking time out of your crazy life to make time for ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, go to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp slash SwordChomp. Look for our VIP $5 tier. Talk more about that later. It's a secret club. We have an amazing show today. Um, thought I'd start off <clears throat> this introduction with a little singing. I feel so alone, gonna end up a big... <clears throat> Let me try that again. I feel so alone, gonna end up a big old pile of them bones. You know, you know what I'm singing there? What, what, what is that? <laughs> Who we got ah, there? Some classic A. Allison Chains there. Yeah. yeah. There we go. That's right. I love that. Well, Allison Chains, I couldn't, we got a bone theme for today's show, and <laughs> we can take that in a lot of different directions if you want it, but I promise it's not the dirty, not the dirty variety of bone, all right? When you're sifting through your inventory, this is the, uh, the no real- dirty boning. <laughs> no dirty boning. Uh, injury has sparked a fascinating topic of the week about the very nature of health in video games, and the more I started thinking about the topic we're going to address today, really, it's the foundation of video games. If you think about it, the health of your character usually determines whether you win or lose, and when your character is dead or not. Even going all the way back to Mario, you eat the mushroom, you get big, you get hit by something, you get hurt, you shrink, or you fall off a cliff and you die, right? Health is the foundation of that. But I want to take this in even more of an interesting direction because I just started thinking about the just absurd nature of games like Tomb Raider and Uncharted where they're doing insane things flying from mountain to mountain, you know, by the tip of their fingers and... uh Never even seeming to get a scratch of any kind. Because um, I was just thinking, thinking a lot about that this week as I fell off my swing and broke my leg. And it's been a very frustrating week and I've been down. I'm like, I fell off my fucking swing. How the hell is Nathan Drake doing all this fucking nonsense? Of course, the answer is it's a video game. But we're going to have fun with that. So you don't want to miss this topic. Um, thanks, Josh. One pill makes you small. What's the other? Yeah, <laughs> what is the other? What is the other? Go ahead. No, come on. Expand. No, if we're doing a musical theme there it's gonna you have oh alice in wonderland yeah alice in chains alice in wonderland yeah yeah i i, I don't really know i was going for the bone you know dim bones but you know whatever works for you mm-hmm. i did take a lot of pills there was a lot of pills taken this week i promise you that um pretty much pills are just part of my diet now <laughs> it's, mm. like, it's part of my pyramid the food pyramid it's like bread <laughs> fish and ibuprofen um they really need to get one of those new food pyramid charts yeah. updated. For you, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Pepper 10, right mm-hmm. there at the base of that pyramid. Yeah, like I said, first Dr. Pepper 10 in a week, Fish. I'm, I'm, I'm living clean now. Cleaner. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, I had two interesting articles. <laughs> I had two interesting articles I want to read with you guys and talk to you to support that topic in regards to Tomb Raider and Uncharted, but that also feeds into the polls we did this week. Uh, at Sword Chomp on Instagram, uh, every Monday we run polls, and there was polls this week about skeletons in video games, which I thought was funny because the whole bone theme. Like, how do you feel about skeleton characters? We're never in a million years going to talk about skeleton characters. This is the perfect time to do it. Also, you know, who's luckier? Nathan Drake or, or Laura Croft? Um, and our fans voted on that, so we'll talk about that and weave it into the topic of the week. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So and I don't think this is something that would have come up had injury not befallen me. So I wanted to get that out out there and clear the air a bit. 
Uh, but we do have some video games to talk as well. You're not going to believe this. God of War! God of War! God of War! Yes! The game people always want to hear us talk about. I'd love to talk a little God of War with you guys. I've been playing with that. I've been sitting on my ass this week recovering. A game called Tooth and Nail that you may not have heard of that uh, Josh is playing has some early impressions on. Tail. Tooth and Tail. I apologize. Um, that sounds better. Tooth- <laughs> I was like, Tooth and Nail sounds like a... <laughs> It's a little too on the nose there. It's about a mouse, right? Tooth and tail? Uh, yes. What's the tail? Bunch, bunch of creatures there. Bunch of little forest critters. But Critters. Mm-hmm. Tooth, tooth and critters. Uh, also, Sky um, is a new game. It's a mobile game from the creators of Journey, which is fucking wild, and you're going to start hearing about it. So we have some early impressions on that. It's going to be a lot of fun gonna be a lot of fun that's the uh, you know the basics of it i want to kind of get into the intros here before i ramble on too long um weird but unique topic this week and a lot of fun stuff to get to hey i'm joined by my best friends and co-hosts that's right calling in calling in on the sword chomp hotline from texas oh that's right it's the filipino johnny depp also known as fish um glad you could be you're the 10th caller this week fish you won, you won two tickets. Hello? Did, did I win this week? Uh, I've been calling for the last 20 years, and I've just been wanting to win something from this uh, hotline here. Well, great news, sir. Yes, you did. You've won two tickets to share an embarrassing life story live on the podcast time. Uh, oh, how does it feel? What I've always wanted. <laughs> oh, my God. 20 years of just waiting. Can't wait to tell my story now. True story. Uh, real quickly, have you ever called in a radio hotline of any kind in your life? I have. I tried oh. to win tickets on like a rock station, and um, the way they handle like the phone calls was uh, I I'd never thought that this is how they did it. But like, I called up there, and you had to be like the ninth caller or something. And mm-hmm. like, I was waiting. I was sitting there waiting. I was like, okay. I'm going to win. I, I was in my car and just waiting. And then all of a sudden I hear the line pick up. I'm like, oh my God, am I about to be on the radio station? And uh, the person goes, caller number eight. And then cl- hangs up on me. I'm like, oh, fuck. God, I was <laughs> one away. That That's that was fucked so up. Fucking, yeah. Why would they tell you your number eight? That's. I just like the idea that they tell every caller their number eight just so they fucks with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> your number eight, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Yeah. 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 Well, he tried. Uh, but yeah, Fish was telling me this week when we were talking about breaking our bones and stuff that uh, he had a sad story. It was middle school, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've had a... I broke... The only bone that I know of that I've broken is my wrist, and... Um, That's crazy. Broke the only bone that you know of. What are the odds <laughs> that, that I know of? Well, no, I mean, the wrist... Yeah. I mean, think about it. Middle school, he was just discovering his sexuality. You know, the wrist... There, there was like, I mean, it was a heated summer. You know, there's a oh, lot of. Oh, more... so you're talking about the bone you knew in the biblical sense. Yes, yes, okay. the biblical bone. Yes. A lot of Mariah Carey videos on. It was a hot summer. You know, looking. You can't blame the man. You know, mm. he was young at the time. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no fish game that looked like I am. He just gave me a face that was basically said, "No, I would not masturbate to a Mariah Carey video. It would be a." Too busy dancing. Fill in the blank <laughs> video. Uh, 
Britney Spears? Ah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Young Britney, give him some credit, Josh. Young <laughs> Britney, Josh's come on. face. <laughs> wow, he's just like frozen in time there, Josh. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Okay. But the gist of the story, Josh, is fascinating. It may have changed the course of Fish's life forever. He was young, handsome, middle school, getting to the right crowd, went to try out and got on the football team. And my understanding is right before football season, broke his wrist or his arm, right? My wrist, yeah. Doing drills and practice, never played a single football game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Here you are. It's a shame. On a gaming podcast. <laughs> Your life could have been different. There I am. You could have been yep. washed up, but at least you could have had a lot of sex. You know? Mm. That's yeah. true. Do you ever honestly think about that and go, like, man, how different would my life have been if I was a football? What if Bush Fish was a football star? What if he was like a, a hidden, you know, like wide receiver genius? <laughs> <laughs> we'll say genius, but you know what I mean. Uh, you know, that that's kind of strange because like at my job, like I get a lot of people who comment on like how big my muscle, my arms are. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird, but like, I I just take it modestly. <laughs> it, it, it's from dudes, and like, it, there's like, it's, it's there's no. He does that big. Like, he does you know. have surprisingly big biceps. You're gonna have to give mm. me a picture for the VIP now. If yeah. you sign up, mm. yeah, you can't just you can't just volunteer yeah. that and then leave it. That's true. Anyways, it, I, I get those kind types of comments, but like, um. <laughs> There was a day where, like, I was, I guess I was pushing a pallet jack, and it was, like, a thousand pounds that I was just pushing around, and I guess my legs were kind of flexing or whatever, and the dude, and one of the dudes was like, yeah, use your football legs, bro, and I was just like, what? (laughs) My football (laughs) legs? And then it reminded me, like, oh, yeah, I used to play, you know, a receiver position at my high school that I went to. Little quick guy? I broke my wrist. It's okay, Fish, we got to throw the football to each other on the... On the old playground on uh, recess, so mm-hmm. we got to live out our sad dreams, mm-hmm. you know. But maybe yeah, the hot, well, maybe the that hot was girl back before like, high school, though. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Middle that's school. That's where it kind of stemmed from. Like, yeah, I, I know so, he doesn't have the jacket, but the way he tosses around that Nerf just <laughs> really does it for me. <laughs> so what did you have to do? Did you have to just sit with the team during games, but you couldn't I, play? Yes, yeah, Jesus. and it, it did suck. I and... just want to resign. Like, can I just resign from the team? Right, like, I, I couldn't suit up in, like, the football gear. I could only wear, like, the jersey and, like, um, that was it. Like, Oh, I so you just walk around so... with the jersey like a foot. Did, did, did you still get, like, enough cred to be part of the football guys? You accepted yes. with the football? <laughs> yeah, I, I, they even kept me in the, uh, the PE class. Um, there was, like, a physical education, uh, uh, class that they that was part of it as well so like once i was healed i was able to stay in that weight training uh program even after i was off the team um surprisingly it, usually they kick off anybody out of that class whenever they uh quit the team or no longer can play for the team or whatever well they felt um, bad for you honestly i mean let's be yeah, real probably probably <laughs> which is you know, good like, i mean yeah that's like shit well, poor guy. yeah it's it, yeah you shouldn't you know let somebody you know uh hinder their progress of being physically um more stronger or have aspirations of that uh, as a kid so um, i'll just yeah, say this yeah that. i'll just say this fish and then we can go to uh move on here josh maybe it was a sign 
If maybe if you broke your bone during practice, the first time mm-hmm. somebody rammed into you, your entire rib cage would have exploded like confetti. Mm-hmm. Man, there, oh god, there there's there's practices where I dreaded like hitting practices where like it was almost barbaric. You would just line up in two lines and like you would just run at the other guy. It was like it was fucking horrible actually. Ugh. Like you would run in like a V formation mm. and you would meet at the like a center there yeah. um so brain tra- brain training for- pretty much yeah, yeah. it's concussion city that's oh. what it was like minor concussions like all around for all the uh football players so. <sighs> Look, and i dreaded I, that i i because I, <laughs> there's there's some like physical specimens of like there some of those guys were just like taking creatine at like the age of 15. I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit, what the fuck? These guys are going all out on this. They, they got 12 inch dicks at the age of 14 and they look mm-hmm. like they look like college athletes. Yeah. That's right. the, those, yeah. It's funny. I was I going up look. against that. <laughs> Scrawny little Asian going up against that, you know? It's just like, oh. just rope guild to this. That's funny. Well, thanks for sharing, Fish. Uh, and now your life led you here, so it was all worth it. Um, but if you, if you want to see that bicep, I'll get a photo. Patreon.com slash swordchomp. Our VIPs on Instagram. It's it's fascinating. Fish is a guy. He's very healthy, but he's not like lifting all the time or anything. And no matter what, throughout his life, he's always had this massive bulging bicep. It's a freak of genetics. And if you want to see it, I'm not exaggerating here. You should sign up. Not to mention there's a lot of other cool stuff on our Patreon. Josh, we got, uh, mm. hey, you know, sell it, sell it however you can, you know. Mm. Um, Josh, have you ever broken a bone of any kind before? Yeah, I've broken a few bones. Um, I broke my arm doing a backflip out of a swing at one point. Um, and, uh, you were backflipping out of a swing? That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, other than the breaking my arm part of it. Because uh, like I, I knew how to do it before, but it was like the first day at camp, and I... Figured, oh, figured I'd. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah the, I told you the beginning or part of the story earlier, but yeah, it was like the first day at camp there, and they had the swings at the top of a hill, and I got way more air than I realized I was as I flipped out, and so I over rotated, yeah, and came down on my wrist. And <gasps> just, Me and Josh both broke a bone on a swing. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, swing bro- broke my arm, buddies. like both both bones across wow. there. And, uh, Ooh, but yeah, oh, because my parents oh, were, you know, pissed at me for fucking around as soon as I got to camp, they're like, oh no, he, he, he probably just sprained it or something. He can, he can walk it off. Let's not yeah. give him any ibuprofen or anything. It's, it's his own fault. And it, it took days before I could convince them that I'd actually broken a bone and finally got to the doctor l- there. Shit. Yeah. It was legit. Was it like, it sounds more like a, was it fractured all the way through? Or was it just kind of like a, yeah, it was broken all the way through, but it wasn't bent out of position because it had just like been jammed uh like straight on the way it landed so um, they didn't you didn't need surgery or anything like that. no they just kind of straightened it back out Cricked because it, it had, yeah. yeah straightened it back out and then put me in a cast so yeah That's that wild. was that was one of them and then i also was running down a hallway and cut my finger on the uh that tiny little half inch of a door jam that sticks out yeah cut my pinky on that and kept pinky. running so just oh, popped it all the way backwards oh. and, and broke that, which, yeah, and, unless you, like, really screw up a pinky, that's kind of outpatient type stuff. They're like, go buy a splint and fix yeah. it yourself, kid. So, 
Yeah, because it'll just with with your arm, or did they just throw you in a cast, or and you got to leave camp, or how did that work? No, I stayed at camp, but yeah, it was like most of the way through camp before I finally mm-hmm. got that done. So okay, so they just cast you up and then let you stay and give you and then sent and me back. Yep. Oh man, that sent you back. So you did get to go home. You got out of it. Uh, oh, they sent no, you back to sent camp. Sent me back to camp. So. Oh shit. Then no getting out of that camp. There's no getting out of there. <laughs> they sent they sent them straight back to that swing and told mm-hmm. them do it right Shit. this time, boy. I, I just talking about Josh. Talking about like when you were a kid and you'd swing all the way forward and then kind of flip backwards, holding the chains and sort of do like a a backflip, obviously, but you but you're using it at the very highest point of a forward mm-hmm. swing, right? Yeah, I just talked about. Yeah, I used to do that too. Swings are yeah. dangerous. I'm now learning. Yeah, two out of. Two out of the four members huh. of this podcast, broken yeah. bones on swings, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I, I get really dizzy and lightheaded whenever I get on a swing. Huh. Crimey so. fucking river. I broke my goddamn <laughs> legs, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I can only swing, I can only take a swing for about a good minute before I'm just like, I gotta stop. Oh, really? God, all this blood Ooh. is just rushing away from my yeah. brain and everything. Mm. Maybe football wasn't for you then. If the swing did it to you, I mean, just the nature of the violence. I will say this. Um, uh, thanks for sharing, Josh. Of course, joining us from Michigan, the sweltering heat of Michigan. Mm-hmm. I'm here, General Mountain Time. Yes, I won't expound too much on this, but I too, uh, mine was a freak year. So I went back and replayed the scene and talked to my wife about it. And I was sort of, because I was having nightmares about it. And it's just horrendously funny if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually having nightmares about this little rope swing in my backyard. And to paint a picture for people, it's just, there's a big tree that grows in my yard, and there's a rope swing that hangs off of a good-sized branch. And we'd always joked about that branch maybe cracking a little or something. Um, but that had never happened. Even when my pregnant wife was on there, it didn't even seem to shake under the weight. So what was weird that happened was the rain and just time had allowed one of the holes where the rope was tied onto the sides of the swing to split just a little bit. Mm. And then the rope slipped out of the side. It actually did not snap. The branch did not snap. The rope slipped out of the hole that it was tied to um, because the, the hole became weathered over time with, like, rain. So it's like a wooden swing, right? Yeah. Had it for, like, two years. And mm, weight and pressure. I, that doesn't sound right. I think maybe the, the rope, if, if it was, like, a cloth rope, like, yeah, eventually, like that, it'll wear out. But if it was like a nylon rope or something like that, that's more weather resistant. Um, well, the rope didn't wear out. That's what I'm telling you. The the wooden swing wore out. Yeah, but like cloth, like eventually frays and like loses, you know, it's it's. Um, well, well, here's the weird thing. All I'm saying is I can show you the swing. It's not snap. It came off, but it actually right. wasn't broken. It's weird. Um, yeah. Well, it does. Yeah, I I understand that. Like it, it punched through the hole. Like, Dude, if the yeah, knot, yeah. if the knot down there eventually just like weathered and like got enough moisture and was heated by the sun and everything like who that. Who knows? Yeah, I have seasons. no idea. Honestly, I'm spec. This is all speculative. Mm-hmm. It's like a detective. I felt like the fucking Witcher in there with my fucking Witcher <laughs> powers, like trying to look, looking at everything on the ground. My shoe, one of my favorite shoes, was still cut open because the ambulance guy <laughs> just just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't. They couldn't take my shoe off because it was it was too painful. Like when they tried to shimmy it off my foot, I was like, ah, ah, straight from my foot. Mm, and my oh, poor shoe. See, the fucking thing about this that I'll say. We really should have. So- 
texted Shelby when all this was happening and get her to record it for us. I should know. I, I sent you guys a live <laughs> message when it happened. Mm-hmm. But and we, like, we didn't I, think to to text Shelby and make sure we got even more proof. Damn it. Mm. I don't want to I don't want to know Can anymore. I don't want to see it or think about it or anything. This is a purging of the memory. But basically the momentum coming down with the swing at the middle point when it snapped um and because the one side of the swing swing snapped, it swiveled like a left to right motion like this, which of course did that to my leg kind of really quickly in the air because my my butt was sitting on the swing and then it was suddenly turned like this yeah. while I was falling and that jet angle was just enough with the speed. I'll tell you this. It was frightening how fast that thing dropped. Like, shocking. Like, how quickly that my butt hit the ground. Like, it was like that snap. I heard this horrible snap, right? And I look back at the swing, and it's not broken. Because the snap was my fucking leg. It was disgusting. <laughs> oh, God, you're making me all queasy now. Any, <laughs> anyways, the, the, the thing I would tell people, to, and then we can move on. This is a video game podcast. Um, is that... It was it was strangely traumatic because it was a normal boring night, and then suddenly my kids are watching me being carried off to an ambulance. Obviously not a life threatening thing, but it could have been. And I tell everyone out there to be careful if you're just messing around with your kids too, because what if I was doing some crazy jaw shit, flipping around, right? Mm-hmm. What if I was upside down when that thing snapped and I was just goofing around on the yeah. swing, like you would have got your neck snapped, like yeah, by the earth, just like Van Dam does to a faceless goon. <sighs> Like, I don't like to think about that, but I just, like, the thought of all the things that could have happened, like, sort of overtook the frustration of, like, this was a boring Wednesday night, now I'm in the hospital, and now I can't do anything for two weeks, and my life has been really frustrating, so. Yeah. Although, it's wild. just developmentally, it's probably good for your kids that that whole band-aid gets ripped off, and they realize you're not perfect as soon as possible, just so they don't get any of those ridiculous yeah. ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, that, my, uh, one, my, could, my could six-year-old was... You know, you're right, Josh. My six-year-old was a little more scarred because of I was panicked and I was on drugs. They were shooting fentanyl at me, and I was just like, yeah. I don't want to separate from my family. And I was acting like a big baby. Um, but mostly because I'm afraid of, like, hospitals and, and stuff like that, mm. which is, like, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm not afraid of hospitals. It was a great stay. They were incredible. Uh, they're such incredible physicians out there. And the one I have in Montana in particular was amazing. But, like, I get really anxious being around sickness and stuff like that so but you're to your point josh my two-year-old was still just like five minutes later she was pushing on the swing like just having a good old time mommy swing broke we got fixed swing just dancing around while the people mm-hmm. were there they're just do, 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 do. i'm like yeah i'm great that i'm glad she's not you know scared <laughs> by this at all yeah but it got me thinking about the topic of the week and injuries because a lot of these vid- video games at their very core are so absurd in that way right like I was thinking about Uncharted 4 in particular, where I'm scaling these crazy mountains with his, with, uh, his brother, Sam, and he's just flying. It's, it's almost comical as is. You know, the, the distances that he's going, he's landing on these little ledges by the, by the little tips of his fingers, jumping and climbing. He's getting these massive shootouts, and you can jump off of 10-foot ledges, and I'm just sitting here like my three-foot swing, you know, paralyzed me for two weeks, basically. Um, so it just got me thinking about how silly that is because this is a video game podcast and we're looking for interesting things to talk about. Like the very nature of what we, of video games is based on this sort of absurd idea of character health. Like that's the premise, right? Think about other mediums, right? Josh, you know, you have 
movies aren't based on that idea. Not every movie is the action movie where the guy gets shot at a hundred times and never gets hit by a bullet. Those movies exist, and they're cheesy and fun sometimes, but the entire medium of movies is not based on that. Um, art, like a painting or whatever, reading books, novels. But video games, almost all of them are based, almost all of them are based on the idea of health, right? Being the separation between you succeeding or failing, right? If you die, um, whether the absurd premise of doing something crazy like Nathan Drake or Tomb Raider, something simple like Mario, there are certain games that use death as a mechanic, but death is a little extreme. That's not, I didn't want to go that far with it. But I started thinking about it, and so many of them are based on health. Health. Because how else, if, if the objective is win or lose, which most games, right, succeed or fail, let's put it that way, that's, that's generally the easiest way to describe an adventure is based off how much you're being hurt or, or failing if you lose, if you die. So I just started to go down that rope, and I'm wondering if you guys had anything weird to add on this. Uh, and if you don't, I got some interesting articles to lean <laughs> into. So um, what do you think, Josh? How, how about this whole, like, through your mind of viewing all this craziness? Um, yeah, I mean, combat has kind of been one of the core i mean it's it's split off into a, basically everything else but one of the core mechanics that we had when games were first starting i mean you kind of you had sports games puzzle games and combat mm-hmm. games that was the three those were the genres like whenever yep. they were first showing up um and you know eventually it's 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 evolved a ton more from there but it is just as far as a programming language is concerned, it's one of the easier things to implement. Like, how, how can we have a mechanic in this game? Like, well, killing, th- killing things is, is a pretty straightforward way to interact with a world. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's stuck for the longest time. And things killing you. Mm-hmm. Yes. But what, what would you... What to the idea of how much... I feel like our medium has a higher level of suspension of disbelief than other mediums maybe would. Uh, that doesn't necessarily bother us all the time. Like I love uncharted four, but I think to play and enjoy uncharted four, you need a level of suspension of disbelief because no human being could do what he's doing yet. They're trying to tell a realistic story, right? Something very personal. Well, I mean, they're trying to tell an Indiana Jones story, but yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, in, but even to a greater degree, I would say. And I don't know if Indiana, Indiana Jones has ever been hurt, but yes, you're right, yeah. But even to that I'd degree, like, think. Has, he, has he ever been injured? Um, I'm pretty sure he got shot by a Nazi. Probably. Yeah. Well, and even the good, even games like Halo, where you're in armor or whatever, there's still a level of suspension to disbelief in, in, yeah. in our medium. Yeah, where no, you like, kind of fall from orbit and, and walk it off. Yes, like, or you, eight bit. Nothing is going to even maim you. How many things has Master Chief tried to kill, destroyed, been through explosions, like you said, dropped through orbit, mm-hmm. you know, without even suffering what seems to be a slowdown? I've never even seen him go. He doesn't uh, limp. Yeah. Can I can I take a breather? Can <laughs> yeah. I take a five minute breather, Cortana? <laughs> you know nothing. Yeah, like, he doesn't have a wounded animation at all. Mm-hmm. It's just one. One animation of it's like running. like full bore or, or dead. Crouching. It's kind of mm-hmm. the two speeds there. 
And that's, no, uh, yeah. th- no, that's a fascinating thing about Halo is uh, in Halo 3, when it first starts out, like when you are in the in that opening scene where you finally take control of uh, Master Chief, like, they explain, like, uh, what's actually in that suit, and it's, like, this weird, like, gel layer between him and the suit that, um, I guess allows him to fall from orbit all the way down to Earth and crash into it like a fucking meteorite and survive it. Um, It's the same thing that that uh, dildo I showed you before the show is made out of. Just a bunch of that inside inside of the suit, you know? Yeah, the most resilient. Of, yeah, uh, that soft materials. kind of rubbery material. Yeah, is that what they say? He has like a squishy gel inside of his suit. That yeah, huh. yeah. yeah, they ex- they actually explain that. Yeah, he's a he's bit. in a uh, Doctor Scholl's battle armor, and that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Hey, there's your uh, show title, Josh. Doctor Scholl's battle armor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, and we just sort of accept it, right? And that's fine. Like, there's like. My wife likes to bring this up a lot. Like, it's not that she doesn't get it, but she'll just, if she's playing something and she feels like they're trying to tell a serious narrative, but there's a strong narrative, like, dissonance between, like, because it's a video game sort of thing, she gets bugged mm-hmm. by it, you know? And, like, I'm like, why would you get bugged by it? She's like, I get it. I know it's a, vi- I-, I understand it, but it just bugs me because it's so absurd. And I grew up with video games, so I don't really look at it that way, you know? If, unless I stop and think about it like I've been doing this week. I'm not really sitting there like, this is so absurd, I can't enjoy it. I'm just like, this is the way video games are. It's the way they've always been, you know? That's just the nature of of the, the genre uh, many times, or the, or the medium, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I think it does depend on the type of story you're trying to tell, though. Because a lot of them are still pretty campy. Um, like, even if they're trying to take it in a more serious direction. Like, you can... That's There's something... You can tell stories that are still worth telling, that are still just engaging throughout, but are still campy. Like it's it's not mutually exclusive. I mean, like absolutely, absolutely. There's a yeah. there's a ton of really, really cool content in comics uh, that a lot of people just write off. Oh, it's it's these goofy, over the top stories for kids, and a lot of them are, but they're still. It doesn't mean that it completely precludes that genre from telling something interesting. Um, yeah. And it's a kind of a similar thing in games where you can have a fun, goofy story that still has has weight behind it. Um, you can, yeah. Well, we talked about that with the whole corniness thing a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And so it's a, it's a good point. The, the, my only thing with that is tricky is when you think about something like Uncharted, they have these powerful character moments that are real. It's, yeah. an, it's an Indiana Jones thing, and there's a suspension of disbelief, but they sell you because they have these really intimate moments with Drake and um, Elena or yeah. other people in the game that are not hokey or corny. And, and it's interesting yeah. to me that the game allows, we give those games a level of freedom to be, this is hokey, silly fun, but right now, we're going to get serious, and it works. And it's interesting that we allow it, it to do that. You know what I mean? They generally, I've noticed this, they generally have a good way of separating the bits that aren't going to allow that to work and giving them enough time to kind of breathe. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed this, but... Um, like, except the tonal shift sort well, of thing? especially with, like, Uncharted and stuff. Um, like, they don't... You don't really go from a firefight where you just died eight times um, mm-hmm. 
and you know shot some guy in the face six times before he finally fell over and died they normally don't switch directly from that into like one of the more like heartfelt personal moments like there's generally some downtime in between there to kind of get you on board with the story they're trying to tell again some puzzles you're solving or some traversal or some something that's more to kind of they kind of have to swing that yeah, let meter it back the other way yeah. in order to have you not just be completely. It's almost like writing a song. It. You have to under like depending on what you're doing, you can understand the intensity of what you're trying to build up to or get to, and you can give mm-hmm. it time to breathe by changing the melody to a degree or the tempo or something like that to sort of uh, slow it down or build it up. So yeah, um, yeah, like the scene with Elena in his house. They start you off chapter switch so you get that chapter break he's playing in his attic looking at his stuff he's shooting at those like fake targets then you kind of walk around the house then you go downstairs get your dinner sit on the couch with her they're giving you time to settle into that that mode and they do give you goofy gameplay there shooting a nerf gun and playing crash but it's also character building at that point because you're screwing around in the attic and playing video games like it's Uh they're they're getting something across there whereas if it was just like uh, there are a bunch of ways you could try to get the same thing across, and it wouldn't work. Um, if that was like, I don't know, I, I, like they're, they're good enough saying. writers to figure yeah. it out, but like they're they're able to kind of break up a long introduction with a variety of gameplay that kind of still gives you the tone they're going for yes yes yeah yeah and that and that's the brilliance of what they do really Mm -hmm. that's why they are naughty dog um but the larger question here in fish i want to know what you guys think of this as well so this is a good segue because a lot of these polls i can meld into the topic as we talk and the two articles i have so the first thing i thought was really funny i sent you guys this last night this is something that was as popular as uncharted has been this was not released publicly um for a long time um, somebody named Jonathan Cooper, who was new to the team at Naughty Dog, um, basically said since he joined the team, he learned this was in July 8th of 2018, so just last year. Um, that shit, wait, no, yes, yes, sorry. Um, I sometimes I forget what year I'm in, it's a sad, crazy mm. existence I've been in. <laughs> I, I try to forget what year I'm in, but it doesn't work that well. I try to forget what you know, timeline I'm in. Hmm. I just want to forget it all. Um, he said, Join- since joining the team, Drake doesn't ever take bullet damage. The red UI that shows hits represents his luck running out. Eventually, enemies will get a clear shot to kill him if he takes enough near misses. And then Amy Henning, who of course worked on Uncharted for a long time, including the- being the director of Uncharted 3, came out on Twitter and said, yeah, that's true. That was the original intention to stay more aligned with the spirit of the tone of the films they were um, homaging. So, but- that... That doesn't make sense to me, though. Like, I could have sworn as you're fighting enemies in that game, like, Drake would, you know, so. give out, like, moans and groans and be like, ah, or something like that. Unless I'm just misremembering, like, or... I do not know. I, I just, I'd have to go back and play it to know if they're doing yeah. that. However, I'm curious if the enemies follow the same rules, and so all those times you're shooting someone in the face and they don't die, it's because it's mm-hmm. you're not yeah. really shooting them in the face. You actually missed. You just don't know it. And uh, yeah. it's, it's yeah, only the last yeah, time yeah. that you really shot them in the face. You just... Well, the f- 
it's like a it's like a bad case of uh, Fallout's VAT system where you have a ninety percent chance yeah. of shooting in the face when you're standing right in front of them, and somehow you get that ten yeah. percent chance of just missing. That's that's Except the thing that do it six times. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because they went through the trouble of actually giving a ludicrous but acceptable reason as to why the silly video game stuff works because. He is a lucky man. He is a lucky explorer. Luck is on his side for whatever reason. You know, Drake's mm-hmm. fortune, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I, Unrelated, but completely related. This is, this is one of the things that a lot, of, a lot of original Star Wars fans really get bent out of shape by the whole Han shooting first thing. When yes, they, when they yeah. changed that, going back to it. And it's one of the best changes they ever made to the series, was having Han shoot second there. Not because he's not the sort of person who wouldn't have shot first, but he's, it's way more of a character development that he's a lucky bastard who would be missed by someone sitting across the table from him and then shoot and right. kill him. I, I feel yeah, like the characterization yeah. there is so much better than just that he would know that he was about to shoot and then shoot him first. So, okay, so it's been a long time yeah. since I've seen Star Wars. So, basically, when he gets shot across the table, the movie makes it be, like, it's like a comical thing, right? Like, he looks around like, oh, you It's when you me. first meet him. He's sitting there in the bar, having some conversation okay. with, with Greedo there about a deal that's going wrong. Um, and and uh, in the original release, like the original theatrical release, um, you can see Greedo go for his gun, and then Han just shoots him. Yeah, like he's faster, like a quick draw thing. Yeah, it's like a quick draw thing. But in the remake, they had Greedo fire, miss, and then Han immediately kill him. Mm -hmm. Which I like better because I feel like it gets across his character a lot more. Because really, a lot of the shit he does is nuts, and he's just lucky that he gets away with it. Yeah. That kind of gets it across right away. I think if that's the idea behind the character, that's an interesting way to take it. Oh, yeah. weird. Now yeah, I they, think about it. Actually, you know what? That, come to think of it, the, the solo movie that they released last year as well, like, there was a lot of, uh, I guess it's just like how movies are, but like there was a lot of scenes where like he, he just had luck on his side where like he's flying this like a little hovercraft through like this tiny little hole and like he's hoping that he could pull off this one one in the million type of thing and pulls it off somehow and escapes you know the mm-hmm. chasing bad guys yeah i'm the opposite of han solo i broke my foot on a children's swing yeah so i don't think it's the opposite <laughs> of luck i think you got bad luck um, let's see, so I said who's the most absolutely insanely lucky game character that never breaks a finger winner? 71% of our audience said it's Nathan Drake over Tomb Raider. Um, now this poll was a, a farce on my on my part. I should have emphasized older Tomb Raider um, mm. because those were preposterous, although it's fair to say that her chest was probably softening some of the damage when she was doing those jumps, those ledge jumps, you know, and she was coming into contact with all of that um, silicone first, um, I think that really prevented a lot of those rib injuries and chest injuries and stuff like that in the original games. Um, but as you know, Josh, there was a big controversy in the new Tomb Raider when it came out the reboot where she was getting the shit kicked out of her Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like even if you're, even if you're playing well and not taking a bunch of damage still like in mandatory cutscenes, she gets fucking beat up. Um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, no, the death animations in that game, if you're not playing well, are like Resident Evil 4 type stuff. Like, just getting impaled and... Yeah, it's... Yeah. They were... It's brutal. They were mean to her in that first first game in the reboot there. I almost had more of appreciation looking back on it to a degree when I was thinking about this topic. Because I like that game a lot and I never really subscribed to that theory, but I get it. Like, we talked about it last week. My wife believes that a lot of times violence against women is fetishized. You know, that's something she believes strongly about in media. Um, And she had a lot of interesting points to prove it. Um, I felt like in this particular case, again, I know she would shoot this down because she thinks I'm just a generic white male and I should keep my mouth shut. Um, but I felt like they did a well, pretty I mean, good look job at that of beard. <laughs> Is she wrong? If I if I shut my mouth, it's just all hair and it's creepy. Oh, oh just just all beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I don't know if you really want that or not. Um, but I respect where she's coming from because I know that it comes from a different perspective than what I would have and. We need to just um, shave you a little smile there, so you can. <laughs> oh goddamn! You <laughs> threw me off. That's creepy. Just shave a smile. On me. Um, but yeah, but she got hurt so much in that game. I found this really cool article that I, I want to share with you guys. But basically, um, they took a full swing at that idea, which was she was. This was the opposite of the Tomb Raider you grew up with, and they based the entire like first several hours of the game around her sort of. Going from a, so I guess she was kind of an explorer, sort of at the time, but very young. You know, she was traveling in that that big boat mm-hmm. um, to that island, but she was very. She was, grim, she was a trust fund kid. Yes, yes, and they wanted a way to show that she had been through some shit. Um, yeah. Like she got concussions, like on the boat, she starts off with a pretty brutal concussion, uh, almost drowning to death. Uh, hypothermia. I'm taking this from a, gra- a gamesradar.com article mm-hmm. um, called Tomb Raider. Could you survive all of Laura's injuries? Where they were literally just like, could you survive all of this shit that she went through? Fractures and breakages. This is one that I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Right there in the early promo image, there's Laura setting her own broken arm with the bow and arrow, making it through the initial shipwreck. The moment uh, makes the first trailer, too. Showing her strong survival instinct. But actually, if the skin isn't broken, a fracture or break probably isn't major and should be splinted before attempting to move. So Laura's doing the right thing. Note, however, that trying to do anything substantial with the arm will probably result in near-paralyzing pain. <laughs> Fighting off animals and killer interlopers, etc. Um, which is, it's cool that they addressed it. Uh, there's yeah, a start- she's somehow <laughs> still able to pull back a bow after she yeah. splints that arm. Which, yeah. Ugh. Speaking painful. from the broken arm camp, there, you can't play foosball with it. So uh, yeah, I don't think you're gonna be pulling <laughs> back a bow with it. So uh, there's a bear trap she gets stuck in. This one's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, they said now we're getting serious. Having put up with no shortage of dick moves on nature's behalf, Laura moves on to injury at the hands of her fellow humans. But actually, sure, the trailer suggests Laura needs to be helped back to her feet. But if she can stand at all, indeed, if she has both her feet. That is one half-assed bear trap. Uh, I mean, literally, that thing could just chew your entire limb off. So, yeah. lots of falling. I think there's this part of the beginning where she falls on, like, a spike on the ground. She got set on fire. Impalement. Yeah. Impalement. Um, it says, actually, while you're better off being stabbed in the gut than, say, the brain, uh, entirely preferable is an option of just not being stabbed anywhere. A wound the size of Laura's, while it looks to miss all the major organs, will still bleed profusely enough to kill within an hour. Um, 
So it just got me thinking about the fact that I thought it was really cool that they emphasized injuries in this game by trying to do something different, but it almost made it more unbelievable because yeah. now you have to believe that she is somehow able to do everything she does. Uh, which basically all of these incredible injuries that would just, you know, you can't do it. You can't. So mm -hmm. it's something I hadn't really ever thought about before. I was just like, you know, I'm glad they're doing this and it's interesting. And now that I think if I watched that, I'd be like, there's no way. I mean, even with all the adrenaline kicking in and the survival, like you'd want to just curl up into the fetal position and cry until you died, you know? So mm -hmm. it's interesting to think about, I think. Um, so thank you, Games Radar, for that article where they basically said, no, you can't survive those injuries. But uh, still a great game. I still think that's a, I still think the first Terminator is a, a really great game. Um, as far as the skeleton thing goes, there's some funny side notes here I want to talk to you guys about. Um, on the theme of bones. So I'm, I kept the bone theme because I, I've thought a lot about this, but I know it's just me. But I've always thought that skeletons are kind of stupid in video games, and I wanted to see if I was alone in that. Now, there are exceptions, as I posted that a boss from Dark Souls, um, what's his name? Lord... Uh, Nito? Yes, Lord Nito. Yes. He looks very menacing, and I think I tricked our audience, because I put a picture of him up, and I said, are skeleton enemy types cool? And it came back. 78% of our audience said yes, which surprised the fuck out of me. So, Josh, Fish, I'll start with you, Fish. Are skeleton enemy types generally cool? Um, usually in like fantasy type of uh settings, and usually that's where they're all located. So yeah, I would say so. Like I, 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 I immediately think about like the first boss in Diablo three, where you fight the skeleton king. And, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like mm -hmm. he's just like you know a king who once was, but is reanimated as a skeleton, and um, and you get a bunch of lore leading up to it, but um. Yeah, I, I thought he was a pretty fucking cool uh, boss type. Um, Menacing, but like, yeah. Well, that's a Blizzard uh, thing, too. I think Blizzard, I'm, right. I'm not going to interrupt you too long, but Blizzard yeah. can take something like Skeleton King that 9 out of 10 people will try and animate and art and illustrate, and it will look mantis stupid, and theirs will look awesome. Because, yeah. yeah. Well, they've been Hell doing yeah. the whole undead thing for so long that they've kind of, they've got it down at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 With all their well, reanimated the dragons and everything, they've they've been they've been doing this for quite some time. It's true. Go ahead, fish. No, you're fine. So you're saying yes. You voted yes. Skeletons are actually cool because generally, when you think of stuff well, like Diablo and well, then you think about like um, older games like um, Goblins and Ghouls, where the skeletons are aren't necessarily cool in that game. They're just like almost just fodder. Um, and those are the skeleton types that, in video games that I thought are, um, just weren't as impactful and just felt like something that... Um, Fodder is a good word, I think. We need yeah. an enemy type. We, let's animate bones. That's easy enough, you know? Right, yeah. Bones yeah are... And there's a lot of that as well in, in video yeah. games. Where, yeah. you know, sea like of Thieves, I love Sea of yeah. Thieves, but those skeletons are not creepy, you know, to me. They're kind they of bullet spongy considering yeah. yeah they do some interesting gameplay things with them you know as far as i can but i wouldn't say they're interesting visually to me but uh uh i do find it funny though uh after you know swinging your sword like three times at them they explode yes mm -hmm. of course <laughs> yeah. well, being, their bones are being held are together by like most of them i i agree like the normal ones meh they're just just the you know generic nondescript enemies 
but a couple of them are neat. Like the um, the the shadow ones are cool since mm-hmm. you yes. can't damage mm-hmm. them unless they're in light. Is a oh, really yeah. cool take on that, but um, doesn't really have much or to do the... with skeletons. They're, since they're all just kind of skeletons. <laughs> right. um, they also had the golden ones. Yeah, yeah, the golden ones are fun to, like, too. But um, yeah, you had to wet them down. I don't, I don't know on this one. I th- I think they're some of the most hit or miss enemies. I guess if I have to put it that way, because they are just useless fodder in a lot of games, and then some games do really interesting stuff with them. Um, I mean, even something like uh, Zelda has done skeletons that will fall down and then have an actual weak point. Like, you have to you, you have to knock them over, and then once they're a pile of bones, have to be able to hit their head yeah, or something. Yeah, Zelda has those, good ones. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. They also they put those as, like, mini-bosses in Cadence of Hyrule again, which is an extra a fun twist on that again, um, which is done well. Um, Dark Souls, you and mentioned, it, has, it, it has Nito there, and also the whole graveyard leading up to Nito is cool because they have skeletons that you'll knock down and they'll stay dead for about 20 or 30 seconds, and then they'll revive and continue chasing you wherever you are, unless you kill them with, like, a holy weapon to completely uh-huh. destroy them, which is an interesting, interesting. Yeah, Gravelord too. Gravelord Nino, I never got to, but he looks fucking wild. Just looking at the art, some of the art of him almost looks cooler than he looks in the game. But he looks, he looks pretty fucking crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that that fight is crazy. Mm-hmm. You got to that fight, fish? In Dark Souls? Yeah. Oh, I oh. beat him. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you ever played Dark fight. Souls. I thought Dark Souls Three was your first. Oh, wait. Uh, I'm thinking of something. I was thinking of Bloodborne for some reason. Yeah, what are you thinking? Uh, I was thinking. I, I was thinking of the the that king that you fight on oh, top the... of the castle, and oh. there was also a graveyard at the bottom. It was like a snowy graveyard, and hmm. there was also a holy. Okay, this is from software, anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you said like a holy weapon, I was like, oh yeah, I was using Ludwig's holy blade. Of course, I would kill those things and not know that they revived. But yeah, you're oh you're talking about Dark Souls, okay. Yeah, Sorry. I, I, I went it's okay. They're they get blurred together for me too. I went through every skeleton in video games for the past week, I was just sitting on the couch to see if anything stuck out or anything I could remember. And there wasn't a lot other than Grave Lord, you know. Now there was Sir Daniel, uh I almost said Danielle, but whatever. Sir Daniel, if you're freaky, from Medieval. Um, which is a game Shay's pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't have any nostalgia for media. I'll still try it because I love that time period of gaming. But um, when they do the remake come out soon, but I did. I don't think anyone here grew up with medieval, did we? I played uh, the demo of it because it was on one of the PlayStation demo discs. So I played the Same. demo over and over again. But then, Same, yeah, no one I knew actually owned it. So I've never played the whole game. I love the demo mm-hmm. though. So yeah, it yeah. was fun. It was, maybe. maybe Maybe twenty years later, I'll finally get around. Finally, get around to uh, to playing the the full game <laughs> once it's re released. Mm-hmm. I've never played that game, so or, I have or, no affinity for it whatsoever. But I did or, play yeah. Mac- Maximus, Maximus, okay. which, which was a similar like hack and slash three D world. No, we're talking about medieval world. fish. We're not talking about Maximus. God damn it! I want to. You talking about, about that Maximus. fucking Rygar <laughs> shit? Is that what it was? 
Maximus. <laughs> what? It was like Maximus uh, was like a cheap Rygar, wasn't it? It was like a um Who's Rygar? You never you don't remember Rygar? The um, the the game it was like a a Greek themed action and it doesn't get it. The point is this, Fish. Um no, you have it. You don't have any <laughs> Josh is already sweltering over there. Mm-hmm. It's ninety ninety degrees. Okay, yeah. Josh. You'll make it. In the middle I believe of the night. in you. Yeah, that's <sighs> sick. That's just sick, honestly. Um, you need like a cold ice bowl or something. You could dip a cold rag into it. I know. It like... I was thinking about doing that when I came up here, but then I'm like, I can't put it on my head because I'm wearing headphones. Like I could put it on my neck, but that wouldn't do an awful lot for. Being Remember up here the spritzing thing? I froze water and put it in my spritzer and I shot myself. That worked pretty alright mm-hmm. for a little while. You'd just be hearing those squeaky spray bottle sounds the whole episode. That's okay. Atmosphere. That's better than the sounds you normally hear from fish's side. Mm. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) That's just... I love the Mm. idea that the only sounds that fish's mom hears coming from his room are (laughs) vaping and then the occasional Maybe a video game or two. His, his poor, long-suffering mom. He's walking by the door. She's like, oh. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, sadly, I'm socks don't make that noise. Anthony? <laughs> make sure you... <laughs> Go away, mom. <laughs> You're going to get yourself a friction burn. Make sure you're lubing up. Um, no, we know he uses socks. So uh, socks don't make any noise. That's part of his secret. It's quiet. It's like a silencer for your dick. (laughs) (laughs) I see the brilliance now. Uh, 60% of our audience said they've never even heard of Medieval. So, good luck with the remake on that one. (laughs) For the masses, but I'm still looking forward. Mm -hmm. Dry Bones is one of the most famous ones, of course, from Mario. That's that's another one. Like, the the unkillable skeletons, I kind of like. The ones that... You knock down mm-hmm. and they just kind of reassemble themselves. I think is cool. It's kind of got that Jason and the Argonauts mm-hmm. feel to it. Instead yeah. of just making them fodder like in a lot of games. They're fun to use in Mario yeah. Maker. You know, mm-hmm. I did not know this, so I asked our audience. 70% of our audience did know this, so I was surprised. But there is a Dry Bones Bowser in New Super Mario Brothers as a boss. That was like the evolution of Bowser for their, their canon. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, and he looks pretty badass, I thought. Yeah, yeah he was even in uh, Mario Kart 8 after that as well. Oh, was he really? I don't even remember that. Is that like a skin for Bowser? No, he's like his own character. They have slightly different stats, but yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe I never... Un- Did I not unlock him? I don't know why that... That sounds badass. Yeah. Dude, Dry Bones Bowser should be something I can use in Mario Maker 2. Come on! Mm-hmm. Come on! Fuck! Like... That's a bummer. What do you think of Dry Bones Bowser Fish? I love it. Never, never actually fought him in that game or played through that game, but makes me wish I did now, just for that. Yeah, me too. Just to have that moment where you finally get to Bowser for the first time, and you're like, "Fuck, Bowser's a skeleton! This is wild!" Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but I wonder if... how they lead up to that. Like, if yeah. they just like bring him out, or if like you go through a level where you're like fighting a bunch of dry bones and like bone type of enemies. Yeah, I'll find it. Maybe I'll find a video and pop it up on the VIP or send you guys of like that part of the level. 
But, you know, again, I love Mario Maker to death, but there's a lot of stuff in there where you're just like, you can give me a different skin of Bowser. That would be badass. I know they'd have to make different skins for the older games where it wasn't a thing, or maybe just do it for that one game. Yeah. But who cares? It's interesting. You know? They hide a bunch of stuff in that game in strange spots in order mm-hmm. to, I think, not overwhelm you at first. Like, uh, for example, the day and night cycles are locked until you just stumble across them. Um, yeah, I haven't, so. Yeah. Which is, I don't know how you've not done that yet, but yeah. As many maybe levels I have, I'm just not aware. I know, yeah. I don't. Yeah, because I, I wanted my first stage to be night, and I'm like, I know you can do this in this game. How, how do you do it? And it took me yeah. forever to mess around well, until I figured out how to. You made a ghost house, though, so maybe mm-hmm. that's part of the ghost house palette. No, All it's of them a, go night? You, you can have okay. day and night cycles in uh, any world. Wow. Because it changes the behavior of a bunch of items. Speaking of which, I did get around to Josh's Mario Maker level, which I put up, and I'll probably keep putting up occasionally, because he did make a level for me. So, look, I was going to hassle you to make a level and then not play it. And guess what, Josh? I beat it mm. this week. I was the first person to finish your level, So, uh, and it was a bit of a mindfuck. I won't tell I, Fish. I'm I not... could not beat it. You couldn't beat I... it? Oh, <laughs> no. You I give was... up? I don't know if it's going to be harder or easier, but my initial plan had like 20 or 30 warp pipes. And then I got in there, and I hit the limit of 10. So I had, oh, to, thank God. I had to start cutting stuff. So Well, I, I liked it, though. Like, it, you, you, those war pipes were pretty fucking cool. Um, and you did mention in the chat, like, you wish that all those war pipes actually took you to different places. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the hindrance of the game, limiting your creativity but, there. But um, yeah. still, like, dropping through it, like... And still having all those pipes there, you were like, you know, constantly thinking like, where the fuck am I? You know, and you would like put those like arrows. Did the arrows kill you a couple times? Off. Oh, dude. Yeah. What's the part that you were stuck at, Fish? What was your break? Where did you get stuck at in Josh's level oh. that you couldn't get through? Oh, the spikes. The, uh, the oh, jumping, oh, the, the jumping puzzle oh, the music to get the yeah. Th- yeah. Those are easier than you're making out to be, I promise you. If you practice jumping on those spikes... It's a guaranteed, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just... No, it's, it's, it's difficult. Maybe it's, I'm just a Mario uh, master. What can I say? He gives you a mushroom, uh, for God's sakes! Yes, he does. And like right before that, it, just to make sure. Thankful. I actually, yeah. I thought about being mean and having the one where you're bouncing and have to go under be so short that if you took the mushroom, you'd hit it and lose it right before the very end. But then I, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to be that mean. And I yeah. made it so you could, it, you could bounce through it, there and, and keep your power up, so... It is tough, but I I found that once you got to the key, even if you get hit, you can just, while Mario's blinking, you just try and bounce out yeah. real fast. And then um, you have to be careful getting out of that area because it's a really close call with those big boos. Now, if people are listening and like, I don't know what they're talking about, but I want to try this, I will get Mario's, uh, Josh's level up on the Instagram. Um, yeah. I got Fish's levels in mine up as well. Yeah, but once that's you get not that the key, end of the you're level. basically at the end of the level. There's, no, there's no, like a... yeah. Well, no, no there's like not. a kind of sliding gauntlet thing that I put at the end, but you're you're no. pretty close to the oh, end once you have that the key. That sounds cool. So. Yes, yeah, no, 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 you're right, Josh. Yeah, but I, it's yeah. trickier than that because let's put it this way: the key you cannot get to the key door unless you've done something else in the level. Oh yeah. So keep that keep that in yeah, mind. Yeah, I have a I have a double keyed door which you can't do, but I had I made it so you need to do two things before you could actually get through the key door. Yeah, well, the door itself is sitting on a 
I'll give you a hint, Fish. The door itself is sitting on a color-changing platform, so you have to go through. Right. You have it's, to hit a switch just, and find the key. Yes. So I guess. So yeah, if you I, do all that yeah. work to get the, my recommendation, anyone playing Josh's level is do all the work to get the switch done first, so that when you go through the hell of the key, you don't die on a on the super path to doing the other stuff first. So Fish would finally bounce out. He would get the key. He'd finally be like, yes. He'd go to that key room. And he wouldn't be able to put the key in, and then he'd be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> huh? I'm curious what the switch thing is. Mm-hmm. Did uh, did did you die at either of the points where a uh, I just teleport you to your death? Did, oh yeah. Did you, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 where where the coin says you died mm-hmm. and you just fall down. <laughs> yeah, that that was great. I love that. Um, there, there, there was a, that initial area that you start out at where you take that vine up and you ride the snake uh, platform mm-hmm. across. Like, I ca- is there a way? I have to ask you this. Is there a way to get to that very top door or is that just like a fucking... Oh, yeah, it is. You, it is. You have there to is, get to the top door. And it's a door. shortcut, but it's a pixel-perfect jump to, to get it. Yeah. You can fish... There's Okay, oh, you can get really? to the... Yeah, you okay. have to go through that top door if you want to do the switch, I believe. You don't. You oh, don't. That's a shorter oh. way to get to the switch, which is why I put that okay. there. But there uh, are... Uh, okay. There's okay. there's a natural way to do that other than trying to get a pixel-perfect jump that is way harder than yeah. the no, other... No, there's, there's, a, there's yeah. a much easier way to do it. You you hit the block blocks... Did you make the game, Morgan? I'm telling you, you I did it! You hit the blocks... And you fail, which is what Josh wants you to do. He wants you to try and jump for the door, but you'll hit the blocks above your head and whatever, right? Then yeah. go fall to the ground, run back. You can and run then back and then jump on again. top of them if you want to do that. You lose your power yeah. up, but you can just jump on top of those oh. blocks to make it not a pixel yeah, perfect. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think that snake platform would regenerate back up there. The whole point of the level is the fucking experiment. God damn it, fish! <laughs> I even I left a couple skips in there that uh, I knew about. That one, the the blocks were one of them. They were that, that's one. And there's also the actual intended way to get to the switch is uh, those those arrows. That I was telling you. Did you did you ever fall? Did you ever die by following the arrows? Well, so I found the the right pipe that took me to the right falling area, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to move that much. They then took me to the door. That I think took no wait maybe mm-hmm. that's the key door I'm thinking of that's got to be the key door I'm thinking of it's the last pipe okay I don't remember now it's all blurring together but yeah. um yeah, yeah okay the initial so plan was it? to have like three of them go to uh, that place where you can get to the uh, the switch and then all mm-hmm. the other ones go to the key there, area Josh is right there's one other door that but, will uh, take you to that weird area yeah. with the switch the yeah. issue is that. Uh, because the number of pipes is so low, I couldn't put as many ways in to where I wanted. So I was, it should have been easier, I think, had I been able to use as many pipes as I wanted. Yeah, Other yeah. than having to keep track of where you are, because I intentionally made rooms that look identical with just minor, minor changes for you to be able to tell them apart. It was pretty much what I was thinking Josh was going to go for. Like, he wasn't it was so much worried about his aesthetic, more worried about, like, a mind-fuckery kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I had fun trying to figure it out. And I did. I got it. I was, I was like, I'm not going to stop until I figure this out. Even once you know what to do, it's still a little tricky. So, good luck, Fish. You can get it. I believe in you. 
I'm, I mean, so he, I'm the Mario Savant here. Fish, everyone's having trouble with my, well, they're doing pretty well. My levels have been doing better and better, but I realized that I really, one thing this game has taught me that I did not know about myself is that I really, really like the Mario wall slide jumping mechanic that they introduced later on in the games. It started after, I think it started in new Super Mario Brothers. Um, because if you, if you go to play any of the older mm-hmm. Mario games, the first three in there, when you slide down, like I made a level and then I changed the palette swap to an older Mario thing. And I literally could not get through it because old Mario never could do that. He couldn't slide down walls and jump. Boing, boing, boing. You know what I mean? Um, like a Prince of Persia style thing. I never realized I liked that so much about Mario because I, I had never, you know, I'd skipped New Super Mario Brothers because I wasn't super impressed with it. And the 3D ones I played, it's in 3D, so you just assume there's going to be a level of that kind of stuff going on, right? So, I really like using that wall sliding mechanic. Um, I just think it feels good. I think it's, it feels fun to try to get into weird crevices and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sold on the 3D World one yet. I've played a bunch of levels of that, but uh, they change not not just the movement mechanics, but a lot of the fundamental mechanics are just different enough that I forget yep. about them. Um, yeah, yeah. And like well, the they break major their own one game, being yeah. you can just push up against a pipe and get into it no matter what in the 3D Mario worlds. Like you don't have to be oh, standing. Okay. Like on all the other tile sets, you have to be on a platform and just push into a pipe to yeah. actually use it. In 3D World, you can jump up into a pipe. Which is uh That's wild. It it really changes the way you can build levels whenever you have it set up that way, but uh Yeah, I wish yeah, I've, only, about I've it. only I'm the first level I made was called Icy Blocks and it doesn't use anything too weird and I'm still pretty proud of it, but um most of my for some reason I'm worried about myself because I really use the new Super Mario Brothers palette swap a lot and I'm starting to worry that I like the, the thing that I think is tricky though is that if you were to go back I thought about this because the art direction has grown a lot on me, but if you go back and play New Super Mario Brothers on the Wii, which is when it first came out, it would not look as good because it was this component cable stuff. Um, and I wonder if this New Super Mario Brothers Wii U, I would have enjoyed more. You know what I mean? Because it's that art style, but it's cleaner, sexier. You know what I mean? It's it's just like the the art style in Mario Maker too. Um, you know what I mean? Because if you go back to the original New Super Mario Brothers on on the Mm-hmm. We, it's there was all component cable at the time, so it's not going to let any of those art directions breathe as much as you'd like to. But um, you know, I find myself doing a lot of super. This Super Mario Run is. Why are you looking at me like that, Josh? What, <laughs> what what's there to see there? Everything is basically a solid colors. So I don't. I don't think there's much you're really going to lose. <laughs> I like this. I just like the fidelity. And component is. Not quite SD. It's slightly higher res, so it's you're still getting almost all of it. I just feel like the one Super that Mario they have Galaxy in... still looks good. That'll look fine. It'll probably look better because it's not trying to do much, so it'll upscale I better. I actually really seriously consider getting new Super Mario Brothers on the Switch this week, and I was like, "Don't do it! Don't do it! It's way too expensive! Mm. Don't do it!" But I just, I like, I can just make my own level and have fun that way. But I just, I really like that palette level. I know that's weird because I think a lot of people are playing the older palette styles. Um, but 
It's interesting. I I did do one in the. I'm working on one right now in the Super Mario World World palette style. Mm-hmm. That's that. Uh, it's like the wasteland looking thing where you can see like bones on the ground. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of doing some fun stuff with that. But yeah, it's when you need inspiration, switching palettes is is a good way to do it. I've I've hit a little bit of a a writer's block because. I made five levels, like, just flew out of my imagination. I'm so proud of them that it took a lot of time with them. And then now I finally got a little writer's mm. block because I... Yeah, you know. I'll tell you how to get that uh, night mode on there because having completely different functionality from basically all the items will uh, maybe give you some really? new ideas. Like, one of my favorite ones is the, uh, the poison mushrooms, which if you put a, uh, a one-up mushroom, all the one-up mushrooms at nighttime are poison mushrooms instead and will chase you. Like, instead of having... Oh, I had that happen in yours. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, off yeah, the bat, yeah, right off the bat. I have a, I put a one up there that they'll literally didn't chase you. you. They'll the... always try to get underneath your you character. You used the new Super Mario Brothers style, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what was your decision-making behind that? I thought... Um, I didn't know you was a retro guy. I thought you would have went with something vintage. You just like the options more? I had a specific idea in mind that I ended up scrapping that I needed that tile set for. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it worked out anyway. Um, I was initially having the the area where you get to the pipes and you have to drop down and uh, land on the platform underneath you there that the, the two rooms look identical. I was initially going to have a third exit from there where you have to wall jump up those pipes to get to the area above where I actually have that. Yeah. That switch. Um, but then once I realized I didn't have as many pipes as I wanted and that basically because I was more limited in what rooms I could make because of the really low pipe count, I had to start cutting stuff, and that was one of the things I that mean, got cut, and I just didn't switch the art style after that. So That was a problem me and Fish had back when we lived together in our apartment, Josh. We just didn't have as many pipes as we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a real issue, you know? Uh, mm. Too many people were over, and... Just, just the two-thirds between you. <laughs> True story, Josh. One time, these women came in, took my... I had a pipe that I had just bought in my old days of doing drugs, um, recreationally, of course, when I was a single man. And uh, these two girls came in in the morning, started like making out with me and stuff. And I'm just like, that was so weird, right? These three girls on my bed. Um, and I was kind of a wimp about it. Maybe it could have went even farther. Who knows? <laughs> um, guess what? They took my pipe. They, mm. t- they swindled my pipe. Do you remember that fish when I had my pipe swindled? Mm-hmm. That was sure fucked do. up. And at that point, I was like, why am I spending money on paraphernalia? What has my life come to? <laughs> it was actually a very helpful thing. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had friends. See, I was really casual when it came to that. Um, and, and I don't smoke anymore just because it's just a personal decision I made. But um, I believe in the safety confines of your house or whatever. I'm pro doing whatever, you know, if it's a medication thing or whatever, if you're careful about it, much like alcohol. I just want to say that that's my personal opinion, not a sword chomp opinion. But I had friends who would get so into it, Josh, they were just like, You gotta, dude, you need your pipe. You gotta name it, man. You gotta, like, pick it out. No, it's gotta to name pick your you. Pipe. It's gotta pick you, dude. And I was just like, I. There's, there's, there's your problem. I was. Uh... You, you name it, you get emotionally attached, all right? And then mm-hmm. the. 
And then the problem, I, I just look back on some of those things and I'm just like, yeah. Like I did, there is a, there's a culture. A lot of people I see on social media and look, I respect anyone, anything that makes you happy, right? In my opinion, there's a culture out there of people that sort of fetishize the outward love of, they need everyone to know that they love to smoke pot and they want everyone to know how awesome grass is and they have their grass posters in their wall. And it's just like, I don't, I, I've never understood that. I mean, I, even whenever I enjoyed it as a kid, I'm like, I, I, I don't love it. I don't need mm-hmm. posters of it. I don't, I don't need, you know, I just, just don't get it. But some yeah. people fall so in love with that drug that it becomes just like something that they identify with on a very powerful level. It's interesting to me. Um, yeah. You know what? I've actually found out that there's like a name for it and everything and people like tattoo YSL on their bodies now. And it's called the young stoner life, Morgan. Really? YSL? Yes. Yeah. Is that something you see on Tinder a lot now? YSL? No, I was I was talking to a coworker who's uh, a younger gentleman and like he he was uh, we were talking about like all sorts of stuff in life and like <laughs> he's like, "Oh, were you a YSL?" And I was just like, "YSL." And like I'm older, so like <laughs> I guess I'm out of the loop of like these twenty-year-old dudes who, you know, have like have a more rambunctious type of life and are out doing, you know, all sorts of different stuff. Anyways, he was like, "Yeah, it's called young stoner life, man." I was just like, "Oh, that's what they call it nowadays." Okay, <laughs> but he he was pretty much saying like, "Yeah, I want to get a lava these lamp in my room." And uppity get kids, posters. can't call themselves stoners anymore. What's the world yeah. coming to? Shout out, shout out to our friend Jeffrey who told me on the stream yesterday that he knew some he did some work with the uh, Cottonmouth Kings. Uh, we were joking about we had a big juggalo Cottonmouth thing, Kings chat that I was not happy about. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. It was a you know, it was not a safe zone for juggalos. Um but uh, it was playful. I was just messing around. Uh so Jeffrey if you're listening, you know, don't get too mad at me. Throw a bong at me. Filipino mafia for life. Um, so <laughs> if you want to support us, by the way, um, patreon.com slash swordchomp. And the reason I like to bring this up a lot is, uh, if you go there, you can look for a variety of tiers. One of them is only $5 and it gives you access to a special Instagram account that is a compliment to the show called the Filipino Johnny Depp. It's got, for example, anything you hear about on the show from Fish's biceps to inside jokes, secret video game videos we're making, stories, text between us as friends. It's good stuff. Uh, total violation of privacy in every possible way. And you can get that for only $5 a month. You don't want to miss it. Patreon. Wait, unless you're fish. I could invade your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get it. <laughs> Stop invading my privacy for only $5. Fish is, fish is actually sending a formal uh, uh, blocking... Uh, to mm. the Filipino Johnny Depp account for harassment. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. The, there's a lot of grumblings going around in the chat about the Filipino mafia. So I still like the idea of, the, of, of a Filipino Johnny Depp mafia. Nothing but Filipino Johnny Depp's getting together. Uh. <laughs> I don't think there's necessarily a Filipino mafia. I, I'm pretty sure there's just gangs in the Philippines, actually. And... They're not up to like the par of like the Yakuza or something like that, where like they're like the definition of kind of like what a mafia is, where they 
they'd get their money from, uh, you know, not necessarily shakedowns, but like shakedown type of tactics, and they get into like these big rings of smuggling and sex trafficking. And well, thanks for shit. bringing that down. Jesus Christ, <laughs> it was just a joke about the Filipino mafia. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, they're just like the Yakuza. We all got tattoos of monkeys on our back instead of dragons. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, I'll get all the Mario Maker level um, IDs up as we keep plunking around in that. Fire Emblem is... I, I'm, my mood has been kind of down, but if my mood is up, I'll probably throw down on Fire Emblem because I've heard a lot of good things about it um, in the coming weeks. But it's been a lot of fun just kind of playing some older stuff uh, while I've been sidelined. Like God of War! That's right, people talk to me about God of War. All the fucking time, Josh and Fish. And let me tell you, I asked to borrow Fish's copy of God of War about a month ago, but I just hadn't had enough time to play it. Well, when I broke my leg, guess what? I had a lot of fucking time to play it again. Hmm. So I said, I'm not going to play it now. I'm never going to play it again. And, so next time uh, he has any excuses, we need to send someone up there to break his leg. Send somebody yeah. from the Filipino mafia up here mm-hmm. to <laughs> break his leg. Um I just I think I got a guy in Montana. <laughs> I think the analysis on this game is interesting because for a couple of reasons. To me, as someone who's really entrenched in our industry, this game won a lot of Game of the War. Uh, game of the War. Fuck my brain. Game of the War. Yeah, that's the sequel. Um, game of the Year awards. And including, of course, the, the big one at the Game Awards. Um, I believe it won the, a lot of stuff at the BAFTAs, too. It was Shay, our good friend, who's not here this week, but it'll be here next week, his Game of the Year. Weirdly enough, did not make our top five list, even though I think we all enjoyed it uh, yeah. a fair amount. Um, it won our personal Sword Chomp Game of the Year, voted by fans, uh, narrowly beating out Red Dead, so I was upset about that. Um, no, it was pretty substantial, I think. It just had a huge mainstream appeal. It was a huge hit. Uh, and yet, I, I never felt this like loving fondness for it, so I've always been interested into why that happens. Sometimes you're just at a weird point in your life, you know? Sometimes... It's just hard for you to really wrap your head around why it doesn't connect with you. And uh, I'm just going to be telling you to read that, Josh. Um, they, <laughs> just trying to break you there. Uh, they, I want, basically, in short, I wanted to go back and play this game so that people, I know a lot of people who listen to our show love God of War talk, even if they don't agree with me. But also, I wanted to have a different perspective at a different time hmm. about how I felt about it, or maybe a better understanding about how I felt about it. Um, and I started out at about the halfway point, and I think because I had a, another file going, and I am about—I'm at the very end, I believe. So I'm fighting. Ba- you guys would have to tell me this because it's been a long time. I'm fighting Balder. We're like flying through the sky and shit. And uh, by the way, there'll be some minor spoilers here. So it's been a year, whatever. Get over it. Um, or come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. We love you. Patreon.com slash Swordchomp. <laughs> no, we're fighting in, in the air like Dragon Ball Z style. And I'm trying to think of a big... Th- I thought for sure it was the very end already. I was climaxing. But um, I think there's another section because I just landed on the ground and now we're climbing around a little bit more. It's called the Summit. I'm at the Summit. Hmm. That is. So I don't know how well you guys remember the end of that game. I just fought the boss. It was like a Frost boss who... You had to hit at a certain time, and then right before that, I fought like a fire and a frost boss. It was like a Dark Souls kind of a thing where there was two bosses in the room at the same time that they wanted you to approach. Yeah. I know it's been a while, but you guys are looking at me like you don't remember shit about that game. 
So I'm just like, I don't. Honestly, I don't. Like, <laughs> you got to be more specific. Uh, I mean, it is Greek mythology, so you could just throw out some names out there. But um, <sighs> the, if if you fought Boulder, wait, that's your analysis. Uh, it's Greek mythology, so you can just throw some names out there. Yes, throw some names out there. Like, name the boss or something. Like, you recently played it. Like, you he, he was just called least. like ancient. Ice guy or something. He didn't have a. It wasn't a god. Oh, ancient ice guy. Yeah. Okay. Should, oh, there was that. this yeah, really cool exactly part where about. I was fighting Boulder on a dragon, the back of a dragon, and we were punching each other. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, that part was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So does Boulder fly around on a dragon or something? What is? Is that like his bitch? I don't get it. Like, because you you jump after Boulder and he's like on or near the the dragon. So I, is that like his thing? Is the dragon like his? His his steed, his mount. Am uh, I ruining? No, not yeah. really. No, that's... it was just hanging around. And, uh... No, I... he's a god. He can control things. I'm sure. Well, it was just like so. There's a scene. There's this really critical scene where you get into a fight with Boulder after not seeing him for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool because you're just like beating the shit out of each other, and your son knows he's a god now, and he's also still being annoying as fuck, but. He's he shoots Kratos. He actually shoots his own father to slow him down because he wants to fight Balder. And then Balder just kind of looks at him. He's like, "Man, I thought my family was fucked up." And then, um, and then of course he fails to be Balder, this little kid. What's his name again? What's Kratos's uh Trey boy? Atreus? boy. Yes, yes. boy. Uh, so Atreus boy. does that, and then so Balder grabs him and jumps off the edge. And then when Kratos runs after him. He jumps to the sky and he's flying down and you land on a big ass dragon and you're fighting Boulder. I'm like, this is cool, but I just don't understand. The dragon just happened to be there. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll Google it later. Yeah. You guys look just as confused. I'm not getting the answers that I wanted to get. You guys don't know the dragon. Well, I can't remember that dragon in particular, but all the other dragons were like, kind of their families had already controlled them for a long time, so. Okay, so maybe I assume some... that was another one like that, but I I can't remember if it was or not offhand. I do think Balder is a cool character. I'll Google it. Look, if you're listening to this and you're frustrated, it's fine. Just know I picked up the game like halfway through. Um, <laughs> you can write in. You can DM me all your anger and rage if you want. I it was it was a really cool sequence. It was just kind of like, well, why does Balder have a dragon? You know, I don't think that's a crazy question to ask. Why does Balder have a fucking dragon? You know, um. You know what, the thing that, like, I really latched on to that, uh, in that game was the fact that they, they changed up the gameplay in that game, and, like, or game mechanics and stuff like that, and, um, it wasn't, like, this combo, like, enemies flooding the screen type of deal where you had to, you know, get, like, a hundred point combo on all these skeletons jumping onto the screen. Oh, uh, skeletons making a return! (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah it's it, this game was like a much more slower pace in that regard and like the the con the uh, the combat just felt a lot better and like it had uses as far as like using uh you know that axe to solve puzzles and stuff like that there's yeah. tons of puzzles just revolving around using your axe which i thought was cool um yeah and yeah, they're yeah, all the easy they're all pretty easy though good. like throw axe to freeze thing move other thing you know i feel like they're all pretty i like i haven't had a puzzle in the game that really they they had to be solvable by god of war fans 
Oh, that's yeah. that's cold, Josh. Aww. That's yeah. cold. That's cold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a horrible thing. I don't. Uh... Some of them are tough, though. Like the, the timing on them, like you have to like be almost perfect. Um, but a lot of those are kind of like side quest type of stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, like the armor and stuff, the way you could change up the look of uh, Kratos and like change up all his different abilities. Yeah, and the different stuff perks like on the armor was kind of neat, so you could kind of pick yeah. what you wanted mm-hmm. to focus on. Yeah, I feel like I never had to engage in any of it though. Like the game has not been super challenging for you, me. Like, yeah, you kind of need to play it on hard. It's like it's got an issue with the difficulty curve there, but at least it's got a difficulty curve. Um. As, like the normal is just kind of a pushover. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with what yeah. you guys are saying in principle. All those things are yeah, true. Like my my only issue with the combat was that they take so long to give you all the tools that by the time you get to them all at the end, there's not an awful lot of new stuff for you to do with them at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the only thing uh, you really do, but the Valkyrie, the Valkyrie, exactly. Those boss fights yeah. are really cool and you have yes. to use the weapons well to do those fights. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like there should have been a little bit more on the main line where you needed all the different combat tools. And it, it there, there's not a lot that you need to use the full depth of the combat for in the main story. Um, like, like you said before yeah. with the whole ice and fire boss, that's about as far as it gets in the main quest line. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is a, a disappointing. I mean, some of the bosses are, are interest. There's only, there's one or two there, like that giant dragon you fight. There's a little more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Like you're like this, the strategy and the approach and the scale and everything. But yeah, like, uh, uh I think it's one of my main criticisms that I've I've had going back to the game is that it's the enemies and the enemy types. Like, I was surprised at how many times you fight large ogre guy with a block that holds the block, and they just change the color on him. Yeah, like going they back... re, they they change his elements. You fight that yeah, same yeah. enemy as a mini boss in basically every level of the game, and he's a and good them... enemy, but they do overuse that one. Um, like in main bosses, like I'd give to this big thing, like oh, this is gonna be a dramatic moment. It's just oh, it's that guy, but with different skin. I'm like okay, um, yeah. and he's harder. I'm like yeah, all right, and then like I just got that room I was telling you about with the that I just got through, where it was like a Dark Souls kind of thing. They just dropped a red one and a yeah, blue one. Yeah, just in a there. red one and a blue one in there. Yeah, and I was like, it's the same, and that's and it's not even count the hundreds I fought before. And I, I, th- I guess the biggest thing for me is even going through it this time is there's not. A lot of these big set piece bosses, there's not a lot of interesting enemy types, and I don't know why. Like, I don't know why they made the conscious decision to just recycle so much. Because I, when I think about Dark Souls, right? Like, think about its competitor. Think about other yeah. action games. Those, all those bosses, Bloodborne, are very memorable. And I, I just, when I think of an action game, I just think of great bosses, and and I just, that's a disappointment for me. There aren't really a lot of bosses in the game. There's, I mean, I don't even consider a lot those. of mini bosses. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot ton of mini, mini bosses, but like, yeah, there's only only like four bosses that are unique at all. Yeah, Boulder, uh, that big ass dragon. Um, the uh, the, the fairy last, king. The fairy king. Yeah. Uh, uh the the brothers. Yeah. And the brothers. Thorn and, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and I like all the like. Yeah, and maybe that's because 
of the, the way. It's one thing I really not well, think yeah, God of War did. It's kind of like I was yeah. my initial. I said this way back when. It feels like a first act to the actual full game that this is supposedly the full game of. Where. Yeah, I could see that. It's pretty short. Yeah. It's only like twelve hours or so. If I'm at the end. Yeah. Um. Which I mean, it's great. It's a great first act, but it it feels like that, especially with the essentially four bosses, like we said, and then. Mm-hmm. You're just at the end of it getting all the tools to go do something. So, like, yeah. I think if the next one I'd be more inclined to enjoy more. I wish they'd embrace the open world from the beginning. Like, I like games that give you ultimate freedom from the beginning. And I get why they couldn't. But, like, it, remember we talked about this on the podcast? It's like half and half. Mm-hmm. It's like sort of open worldy at times, sort of you can explore, sort of not. Almost, I don't want to say Metroidvania, but there's a little bit of like, that sort of uh, exploration to it. Yeah. But um, I wonder if the next one do you think would just be straight ass open, like with markers for where the main story stuff takes you, mm-hmm. but it's just open from the beginning because this game ends. I don't even know. I don't know what they're intending to do. Cause I, I still feel like this feels so much like an act one that I would be fine with them doing like a $60 DLC that is just you're in the world again and you still you have more new stuff to do like a bunch of new side quests the whole new story really? in the same world like probably they'd need a new zone or two but yeah cuz they 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 had a couple world well I think one world you couldn't even get to from the thing you went from and then there were there was plenty of room where they could have put stuff in in the main open world in uh Midgard yeah, so, yeah, like, for sure. There's, they have room for it if they wanted to, and that way it, they could make it obvious that you're supposed to have knowledge of all these combat systems going into the second one so nobody just shows up for the new game, kind of... Because I feel like the challenge needs to be ramped up from where they left it. They need to have yes. in, more new, interesting what? stuff to do with those mechanics would be great, because, like Fish said, the combat is so good. Like, I love the combat in that game so much that... I don't even think they need to change it in order to hold my attention for another full game. No, no, the combat is great, but I mean, that's the thing. I don't think we're going to get what you're asking for, I don't think think so either, but like, it's not like that's done outside of like MMOs, but I think think that's a model that we could see more of. But they wrapped it, I believe they wrap it up from what I've seen, uh, from what I remember, it feels fairly tidy in that regard, so yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see what they would do with the sequel. Like, and, and that's the thing, like, me and Fish have been, like, so into loot games our whole life, and I, I realized as I was playing it, I, I want to say this. this is, I guess my final thoughts on this for the most part, and I want to bounce this off you guys. I do think the game is incredibly well-polished, almost, like, alarmingly, like, in the way when I was younger, I used to analyze, like, the design philosophy of a game. I'd see, like, okay, when I'm playing Gears or, like, God of Wars 2, I see they want you to walk into the room. I see where they put the two puzzles. I see that they want you to defend these puzzle points while the enemies are flooding in. It's like I can see the framework of the game sometimes too much. And like I feel like this game is kind of like that in a way that's not really a strong criticism, but... It gets I there feel, in sections, yeah. Yeah, like because it's, it's sort of smoothed out in a really intelligent way for mainstream audiences, I can see the layout of everything, almost like as it or before it's happening... And it just feels so, it just feels too perfect. And I like games that feel less perfect. 
um, or they're yeah. very brave. Well, I think it hits there the most when you're in like the trial of the gods type sections, um, where it's like these obvious, you know, deadly machines that are just out there to kill you and see if you can get through. So you prove yourself worthy to the gods in order to get this something or other. Yes. Um, which they they fall into an awful lot, which it, it does. Like, because it's so well-suited for games, we've seen that all the time. So when you see that, you don't think, you know, you know, Greek mythology or Norse mythology of, you know, like, you don't go all the way back there. You go to video game. It's the first point of reference whenever that sort of yes. thing pops up. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's it's really hard to not just see it as game. Uh, yeah, you get to the even section. even the way you shift worlds, I get why they did it, but it's like a giant like <laughs> turning, rotating. Uh, it's almost like a game board where you're like turning things around and jumping to different realms. Like mm-hmm. there's just something about it that feels too yeah. smoothed out and perfect. And I have admiration for that in one hand because that's like difficult to do, and it's very very intelligent design and. Corey Barlog did a lot of that with God of War 2. I just really enjoyed, you know, sort of the edginess. This is, this is what I found myself saying a lot. I wrote this down. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. This is all personal preference. This is not like a criticism of the game itself as like, I'm right and, and these people are crazy. When I'm playing the game, I find myself saying this. I wish the loot, like, got me more excited. It's like I got more excited in pretty much it's any... It's not a loot game, is the thing. It's... But they kind of want to be a loot game. Like, they want you to get... Okay, you're right, Josh. Yeah, you're right. That's, it's that's not the a issue. loot game. Like, they're trying to fool you into thinking it's a loot game. But it's it's really not, is the issue. It's like, you can craft yeah, all exactly. this stuff. You have to get all these drops. But it's all entirely predetermined. There's no yes. loot in it. They're just trying well, to trick you into... Are all into... the chests random, or are they predetermined? Well, I mean, there's... There is loot, but it's the it's like the the things you socket into your armor, like the gems and stuff. That's, yes, that's, yes, yes. That's random, but they're such a minor part compared to the armor itself and the uh, the stuff you upgrade it with. Um, so yes, well, yeah, there the, will be a yes, minor change yeah. based off of the I think runes. I think they're runes. I think that's what they're called. Well, um, but those those are random. Yes, those will. Okay. Okay. Th- that's that's the random loot in there. Um, as far as that goes and and yes it's they're not exciting like it's they're not exciting the, no, like, the random part of it and they do that so you don't end up with a completely overpowered character because exactly, the runes exactly. don't do a lot they do enough that you want to upgrade them but they don't do so much that you'll be but, overpowered but that's the point of a loot game yeah. if you want to grind a little and find a rare thing that makes it a little easier for you it's special that's the point. That's how those games work if you have good design. Well, but it's you know? a God like, of War game. If you needed loot at all, it would kind of suck. Like, they have to make not, the combat work. Well, then that's, but that's part of my problem. If they're. No, I'm you're not right. They, with you. they didn't I'm, need yeah. those runes at all. They probably didn't need the crafting. But, you know, whatever. They need some reason for you to farm the uh, Niflheim stuff so i yeah i just never got into that like that part of games always gets me the loot drop the hook the level up i always get that kingdoms of amalur diablo mm-hmm. i don't get that at all from this game i never once got excited for anything that dropped i even when i'm like equipping stuff in the menu like 
I'm like, oh, it looks like I have this, but I don't have the things I need to make it. So, okay, that's useless yeah. for me. I like, I just, I get nothing from that part of the dopamine that uh, that I'm used to getting from those games. And maybe that's the presentation on their part. But I agree with you. Like, it's not. I'm just for myself saying I wish that I had that. Like, oh my god, this cool thing dropped or something. You know, like. Yeah, maybe the no, it's like it's have. all predetermined stuff, and there are really cool armor sets depending on the type of playstyle you want. Like they have drastically different playstyles you can go with depending yeah. on what sort of armor you want. Like, uh, and those those are the bigger differences, and those you can kind of go out and do specific quests or kill specific things, uh, do specific puzzles just to get those armor pieces, and then level mm-hmm. up that the way you want. Um, and so it's not about the random drops. Those are just kind of like secondary stats that you socket into the actual thing you're working on. So I think it's supposed to be like a nice bonus if you find something while you're out doing something else. Yeah. yeah. It's better than, I guess it's better than nothing, but I just wish that I got that little bit of a crack from it. I also find myself saying I wish there was more story because I like this, like anytime there's a character interaction because the camera stays with you Mm -hmm. and it's like that one shot thing, all the character interactions I find really interesting. Whether, no matter who you're coming up with or talking to, Balder, Freya, all this, like uh, the brothers, I love all that shit. Like the boys kind of annoying up and down, whatever. I mean, I know that's what they're going for, kids. It's that kind of a thing. It's, It's realistic. Kids that age are kind of fucking annoying. Um, but I love all those interactions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I know. I, That's, it, I wanted to I see wish the there second was more. and third act as well. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was more of that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll wrap it up and talk to you guys a little about it next week. I've just been... I will say this. Everyone thinks it's like their game of the year. I get it. I get it. I just constantly found myself saying, like, I wish it had a little more of this or that or this. And it was just, like, shocking to me. Like, even with the combat, I wish I didn't have to stop and press circle to use the health. If the health is lying on the ground, why can't I just walk over it and get it? There's just, like, that half a second where Kratos has to, like, step on it or whatever. It's like, I'm just like, it doesn't feel necessary. There's just a lot of little things about that game mm-hmm. that just... <sighs> but I still think it's, it's great, and I, I think the sequel has a higher chance of appealing to me personally. Um, I just like weirder shit. I mean, if you look at my personal history of Game of the Years, I like stuff that's a little riskier uh, if it's going to be a triple-A. Like, one of the reasons a lot of people got turned off by Red Dead is that it because it was made a lot of de- deliberate, weird decisions that a lot of people didn't like, like Josh. Um, and I get that. But I, I like a game that's going to go out there and risk its neck, and I feel like this game is just too perfect. Um, and it's just so, so it makes it a little dull to me. But, you yeah, know, fantastic. Still fantastic. Uh, I love using those blades when you get them. <laughs> The fucking uh, Kratos' blades. They feel good when you finally get those fuckers. Hmm. So I'm gonna finish again and see uh, see how I feel about it. Fish, are you alive? Are you doing okay over there, man? Fish looks dead. The Filipino Johnny Depp does not look healthy right now. Hmm. What's wrong, Fish? Hey. Are you dying hey. on me? No. We got. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be. I thought you were gonna be excited to talk about God of War. Jeez. Uh. I guess, yeah. He's like, I don't care. I don't remember it. Um, you know what, Fish? Me and Josh played a little bit of a new game from the creators of Journey. What? We can talk. So, creators of Journey made a video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called Sky. Wow. The blah 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 oh. blah blah. I don't remember Wait. the rest of it. Sky. 
No, blah, 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 blah. What's it called, Josh? <laughs> Uh, the children of the light of the See, children something. of the corn. So it's nonsensical, but I think Josh yeah, is right. Like Sky is what they've pushed it as. It's Sky in it all Sky. their stuff, but apparently that was too generic for it to be found in an app store. Yeah. So they put well. another tag in there, <laughs> and that's not been in any of their promotional materials ever. And all of a sudden, it's in the app store, and it's got this colon everything else other than sky so i don't know it's yeah they will they, their itunes is already highlighting the fuck out of it i can tell you that so they're not gonna have time finding press but yeah they probably got trapped because there's a lot of flying and if if yeah. journey is the same well, about all the sky apps the like you know see the yeah. stars like show learn the constellations like that's like every other app on on there so yeah yeah, if Journey yeah. is the sand and Abzu is the water, this one definitely so far feels like the floating in the clouds kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow, that sounds awesome. It's on your phone, so oh. I need more time to spend with it to tell, but I'll tell you this, it's got a phone, it's got the things on phone games I don't normally like, which is they put the buttons and the joystick on the screen. It's just a preference thing. I've never been into the whole, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where they just sort of, yeah. You know, that's kind of gross. The <laughs> it is a little thing. But you're not doing like precision platforming. You're exploring, so it doesn't really ever need to be so deal. precise that it's going to get annoying. It did make me think while I was playing it, like, why didn't they just design this for the Switch? I would much rather play it on the Switch. Like, I'm kind of flabbergasted. It must be like a, I, a mobile arrangement. Well, it's for the social aspect of it. Even though Switch has a good install base, it's nothing yeah. compared to the phone. Um, well, and since the yeah, whole game but... is built around social stuff, like it kind of yeah, most it phone gamers are like, all the time. I mean, if we're gonna stereotype people, I imagine most phone gamers are like candy crushers and stuff like that. Like, I, it's hard for me to imagine that a people are, there's even people like us coming to their phones <laughs> because we're like interested in this game and it's the only way to play it and everyone has a fucking phone right so that might be a little unfair i'm just saying uh, it's interesting I mean, to me that on they chose launch this day button. there were people everywhere so yeah i really know a lot of people yeah obviously enough like they have uh, like they kind of they took the whole drop in drop out co-op thing people just show up from stuff like like journey and then also kind of like yeah similar ish to kind of like how dark souls has it where you'll see like different phantoms of people walking around um but the whole game is built around that like you'll have different puzzles you can do on your own and a bunch of exploration you can do and then there will be puzzles you need other people for so you need to figure out what you're supposed to do find someone signal to them to come over and help you with something and like do a puzzle like i found this weird relic that needed like it was like eight or ten people to activate the thing um and had to flag down a bunch of people to go activate the thing and it took us to a whole new zone once we activated the thing and kind of rode it up into the clouds and they've got stuff like that kind of all over the place just interaction with random people it is startling how much the game feels like Journey. Like, I joked about that. I was like, ah, somebody played some Journey until I realized uh, it was from the creators of Journey. And I was like, oh, 
Josh, you probably should have led with that mm-hmm. whenever you were telling <laughs> us about it. Um, mm-hmm. Because it feels exactly like it. I think it's, it's interesting to me that that's the direction that they wanted to go. Like, because that's probably a discussion when we get more, spend more time with it. But it feels very much like Journey. I was surprised. With just yeah. a lot more emphasis so far on jumping into the air, gliding around. But there's still areas that you slide around, walk around, stuff like that. It almost yeah. feels kind of open-worldy. Maybe that's an illusion. But it feels I'm sort not, of like I'm an open I'm not sure how open it is yet. Um, I think it's supposed to feel extremely open, because from what I've been seeing, the game is supposed to be something you keep playing for a long time. Like, it sounds like they're going to have content releasing fairly regularly, like new stuff to explore. Yeah. Um, I- I'm not sure how that's going to actually pan out, because, I mean, it's in the future, but... Um, yeah, it looks like something where you just kind of explore. You just you keep exploring, you interact with all the different people around you to get them to help you whenever you need help and uh, just kind of explore the world. I I feel like I'm going to get, maybe this is just an early impression I have. I feel like I might get a little bit lost or confused because Mm -hmm. I like the idea, but like because everything just looks kind of weird or samey, but not in a bad way. I'm just, I don't, I wouldn't be able to tell you where landmarks are. And it's very confused. Like I have, I been there. I mean, I wonder if that's something that clears up with more time with the game. Cause right now, I don't even know what the hell is going on. In fact, my phone disconnected me at one point and I was, I jumped back into the game and I was like, it took me out of where I was. And I was like, where am I? And I was in this weird room with all these doors and I walked through this door that looked open and mm-hmm. then it suddenly took me back to near the spot I was at, even though I didn't recognize it at first. And I was just like, I've just been kind of confused, like with my general, yeah, like where I am, what's going on, kind it of It seems like it's divided up into different worlds, like distinct worlds. Um, yeah. And I'm, I don't know exactly how open all of those are. There, it's, ob- it's not, like, linear the way Journey was or Abzu, where you just you go through it and yes. get to the exit and move on. Because I've found multiple paths through different things, kind of like that, you know, that artifact thing with, that we needed a bunch of people to open up. I did that and kept moving and still got to the end or discovered enough that it unlocked the next world. I I don't even know if you're getting to an end or if it's just like you're unlocking enough, kind of like a Spyro situation where you just, you collect enough crap and new zone will open up. Yeah. Um, So I'm not sure mechanically what's even going on there, but I don't feel like I even explored anywhere near all of the first area, area I did explore. Yeah, you were just kind of going through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too, sort of. I will say my phone, it generally looked really good at first, but I got to this one area in the clouds, and it seemed like my phone was having some issues with, mm. like, the clouds looked really pixely when I got to that area. Uh, and before that point, they hadn't looked bad. So I, maybe my my phone's not super old, but generally it's looked... I, yeah, it... I, the, just judging from what I've played so far, it definitely looks like your mileage is going to vary an awful lot, just kind of depending on what phone you have. Yeah, what you're it's, running. It, yeah, there's, it looks really impressive for a phone game. It looks, you know, it doesn't look like Journey, but it looks close enough to it for something on a phone. Um, I really wish it would have started with like a kit, like because it's about your own personal trip and meeting people. Mm-hmm. I really wish. I feel like they missed a big opportunity to give you like a creative character at the beginning. Well, um, I think like, that's kind of. You mentioned this before, the whole microtransactions in it with, um, 
while you're exploring and going around a bunch of places, you keep you find different flames that you pick up that are essentially the in-game currency that you can use to buy tons of stuff, which includes all the customizable stuff, like different hairstyles and robes and capes and wings. And so you, okay. you, you unlock all that stuff as you explore. So I think the idea is going to be like, since the game just kind of keeps going, really if you see somebody different. that has a bunch of really cool stuff, well, they've, they've explored yeah. a ton and found all these different things yeah. to unlock. And then they, well, they have was, microtransactions yeah. so you can buy more of the, uh, you know, more of the flames if you want to just unlock stuff faster, which I don't like. I get why that's there because they, it's a free game otherwise, but it's still, so I would have rather paid cool. like <laughs> five bucks for it or two, like something yeah, instead of having, from, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel much better about having everyone pay five bucks than having somebody out there pay 200. It's, it's shot. Yeah. It's shocking to me that, I feel like microtransactions are sort of everything like, like the opposite of what Journey was about in a weird way. Yeah. And I don't think that they're doing it in a really gross way, like you were saying. It doesn't, mm-hmm. but it's still weird to like play the game and see what it's doing, which does seem pretty cool. And then to have like a microtransaction screen is like, I feel like th- that game company, which that's what it is, right? That game yeah. company. I feel like they're the kind of company that would be the opposite of anything you'd see with micro microtransactions at a principle. Yeah. Am, I, am I crazy about that? Or I don't think so. Um, it did feel really strange that that was even an option whenever I got to there. Like, they don't seem to push it really hard like a lot of companies do, but it's still in there. So if somebody's got an issue with that, it's gonna, it's... I'm sure somebody is still going to... Well, it's the internet. You know, yeah. people hate micro... I mean, no, 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 not that. But I mean, like, if somebody's a, you know, problem gambler or something, oh, well, they yes, stuck yes, yes, microtransactions yes, yes. in here. And granted, yeah. they're not loot boxes. It's just like... No, It's no, kind of no, like no. getting the silver from Destiny, where you get it to just unlock skins and stuff. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of just to speed progress. I- so. Yeah, and I've always been pro, like, hey, put whatever you want in your game. If I think it's gross, I just won't play it or I'll ignore it. Yeah. I'm just surprised... Just surprised. It was weird to see. I got to spend more time with it before I yeah. had a stronger judgment. But I just feel like in the in the age we live in, the gaming media sites can have a field day with that. You know what I mean? As far as like uh-huh. maybe an unfair, bad, tainted image. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna have to kind of see because like w- neither of us are very far in. I don't know if it's gonna be a sort of thing where if you don't buy it, it's gonna start to feel like a grind. Because if it gets to that point where it's, there are a bunch of games like that where if you're not paying money, the progression is so slow that it's just unbearable. And I've, I've not played enough yeah. to know if it's going to hit that point. If it's yeah. like, oh, this is just some like optional kind of, thing if you want to get stuff faster. Well, or if it's going to be like, do you want to wait three weeks or you can pay us five bucks? Well. Well, that's the weird thing, right? It doesn't seem like the kind of game that would cater to the guy that's just like, I want to buy all the cool stuff right away. Uh, It doesn't seem like that kind of a game. Well, you can't even buy all the stuff right away. Like, it starts unlocking the things you can even buy as you go, as you explore. So it's just... So you have to explore for the right to spend money? Mm Mm-hmm. It's weird. So, yeah, I'm really not sure how it's going to shake out once you've played it a little bit more. So I'm, I'm, I'm... Okay. Let's let's maybe holding out on judging that just now, but I'm not okay, sure where okay. yeah, I'm not sure where it's going. Let's well uh, maybe we'll all four of us can download it and we'll give that a more attention next week mm-hmm. as a prime time discussion. 
Fish, are you playing it right now? Did you just start downloading it? <laughs> uh, no. No, he's looking oh, at porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, he was really, he was really looking at that phone, and I was like, damn, <laughs> he must have been like, shit, I'm gonna go download this right now. Check it out. <laughs> um, I'm curious, though. It's, yeah, it, I think it's interesting it to talk about. Yeah. The creators of Journey made a multiplayer open-world phone game with microtransactions on mobile. Just fucking swallow that pill. That's a weird thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, uh, Tooth and Tail, Josh, I don't think many people have heard of this game. Uh, yeah. is it something that they should have heard of? What's the deal here? Um, maybe-ish. I missed it when it came out. It's a, like, kind of pared-down RTS. Um, mm-hmm. really, uh, like, low unit count type of a thing. It's, it's a... Gorg- like Starcraft or, like, Fire Emblem? Uh, like, Brutal Legend. Um... Oh, weird. Where you're controlling whoa, a whoa, commander. Whoa, whoa. Did you just... Oh, did yeah, you you're just controlling a is... commander, and in order to give commands, you have to actually move around the battlefield in order to tell units where to go and stuff. So Hold it's on, got Josh. That... You, you just used Brutal Legend as a reference point. That's so yeah. amazing. Yeah, it is. It's Exactly. I, I like like that. that combat, the whole having to get your commander somewhere to issue commands yeah. is a really cool thing that I think more RTSs should do. And this one did it, and I just hadn't heard about it. Um, but it, it's I, commander based. Okay. I heard about this because I saw an article about something else that, uh, Yacht Club Games were making their third game after Monaco and Tooth and Tail, which mm-hmm. I'd not heard about. I hadn't even heard about their second game and Monaco is one of my favorite games. Um, whenever that came yeah, out. You had, a, you had a weird affinity for that game that I was deeply fascinated with. Yeah, like, um, I love heist games and it did a lot of really cool stuff just kind of changing up what you could do with top-down games. Um, this came out in 2017? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I just had wow. never heard about it. Um, By the way, for people that don't know, um, uh, Yacht, Yacht Club Games is the Shovel Knight people. Did I say Yacht Club Games? That's the, I'm sorry, that's the you're wrong. Yeah, you no, might, you I, I said Yacht Club Games because I was just in. I had wiped my computer and I've been reinstalling everything. So I've looked Pocket at like Watch a games. million games Pocket in Watch. the last five hours. It's Pocket Watch games. Yes, yeah, and Monaco is theirs. Okay, yeah. so you had me more curious because I was like, I don't think they've made anything other than Shovel Knight. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was, I just reinstalled that, so I was, I had it on the brain, is why I said it's that. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's an RTS that apparently they've got like a multiplayer thing in there, which is cool. That's something I wanted to do in Brutal Legend, but, you know, there was no one to play with because no one got far enough in that game to realize it was an RTS, so you couldn't go online and play with anybody. But it, it's, it had a really hard campaign in it as well, um, in, in, in Tooth and Tail. Um... Fairly dark too, considering you're playing as a bunch of forest critters. Well, like I said earlier, yeah. it's got it's this... got comparisons to like Animal Farm and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there's an awful lot of failing Soviet state type uh, oh. stories going on with four different factions that you you play through as you uh, go through the campaign, which has been really cool. I wouldn't even understand it. It's way above my head. When you said the word Soviet, I was like, I don't even failing. I don't even know what you're t- when you say failing Soviet states. I don't even know what you're referencing. I don't. E- it's just words. You might as well sell. You're just saying words. 
Mm. Fish, come on, you feel me there. When he says failing Soviet states, what are you thinking? I think of Russia. Well, obviously, okay. Obviously, yeah. Some people don't get that, though. Um, Well, Soviet. Russia is like... (laughs) Russia is like kind of... (laughs) Like this communist type of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Mutated, radiated bears. Is there mutated, radiated bears? No. No. No, the the interesting thing as far as this one goes is is the way the power dynamic works is that these sentient animals have apparently I don't know how it's happened they they don't really explain this but they've got it in their heads that only civilized people only only it, it, for you to be an actual intelligent creature you have to eat meat so if they just go around eating vegetables and stuff they're they're just animals. They're just you know yeah, dumb animals. They're like a lower species. Yeah, and what that essentially yeah. leads to is a bunch of infighting cannibalism? and cannibalism. Um, well, that makes it cool. A bunch of social See, dynamics be, yeah, going around as far cool. as that goes. Like, is that actually as cool as you're yeah, making it so you're, out to you're, be, though, Josh? Yeah. So like, it's one of the cl- classes you're fighting as is all these like slum dwellers who are literally gonna go eat the rich, um, because they've been you know, held down for way too long. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's really, <laughs> it's a really fun story, so. Sounds fun. Cannibalism is always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the sound of that. I just, but yeah, so, so you kind of gave it a brutal legend comparison. I'm watching some stuff on it right now. Um, do you, how much person, like, so as the story goes along, you're just playing different people in the story, or is it more of a you choose something from the beginning and that's your uh, like character, your commander? How much like personalization? No, no, no. It's got is there? different missions that you go through as each of the commanders for the different forces. Like you start off okay. as the leader of the Longcoats, which is like um, like these mice that are essentially kind of in charge of. Like the 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 lar- the vast majority of the uh, the liquor trade in the uh, in the state. Um, oh, prohibition. Okay. Uh, no, not really. It's just that they kind of outcompeted everyone else, and so it's it was ended up being their their thing. And then, gotcha. And then they decided they just, to fight against like the a state monopoly. because of <laughs> well, because of yeah. kind of like I said, the whole uh, only you know if we don't eat meat, we're not civilized thing. The ruling class. This would like vote on who is the food for a certain period of time, and they oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. So anyway, they they angered the long coats, and so you start there, um, from for the story, and kind of go Although, from there and bouncing around with you know different factions and stuff. It's it's really cool. On a deeper level, though, in nature, animals eat other animals all the time. So mm-hmm. I, I guess is the hook that. That's not no. I guess I'm trying to understand that because when I think about animals eating other animals, that's pretty common, right? That's survival. So yeah. well, it's just the that premise they're of this all game sentient. That it makes your you you kind of there's extra commentary there as far as that goes. Okay, um, so they're almost like humans that are animals, basically. Yeah. Okay, and that's the whole animal. Fo- okay, I'm just trying to bridge that gap. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's essentially like a human society, just with you know different animals being the different factions and 
in the state. So it looks weird. It's it's been, it's on a bunch of stuff. It's on PS4. Mm-hmm. So you just got a couple hours into it already, or what? I got like five or six hours into it. Jesus, it's impressive. Yeah, Windows, Linux, PS4. Okay, so basically just Windows and PS4. You got it on Steam? Is that where you picked it yeah, up? Yeah, I grabbed it on Steam so I could stream it. And had some fun with that on Wednesday here. So cool. So did people? How did people think of it when they were watching? They thought it looked weird. They seemed to like it. It was. I got a few people who were like fans of the game itself, who you know hadn't seen anything with the show yet, and so they were, you know, getting frustrated with me trying to learn the levels at the same time. But yeah, it seemed to. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I th- I think it's kind of a similar thing. Like, I picked up a bunch of people who had never heard of our show when I was playing Duskers again, because I think it's just one of those cult games where, you know, people want to it gets find overlooked so much yeah. that you know a few people have just really gotten into it. And yeah, yeah, that's me still mm-hmm. hunting around for those Kingdoms of Amalur streams at two in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds interesting. It sounds like it's right up Shay's alley as well. No, yeah, Shay. I think you would like this one. Um, I don't think he plays an awful lot of RTSs, but he plays enough strategy games and kind of likes the whole, you know, nature and political aesthetic there that I I think he would, I think he would dig yeah. it. So. Yeah. And he, RTSs are kind of his thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I think we have most of the polls, which is pretty good. A fish. I mean, I wasn't trying to just give you shit there. You're supposed to be my backup when I don't understand something. I look at fish over there and I see that look on his face where he's like, I don't fucking get it either. Hey, he's, I, he's, uh-huh. you know, we're going to jump in there and be idiots together, man. Ignorance is bliss. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make me feel better. Thelma, you want to Thelma and Louise it, don't you? <laughs> I don't get that reference. Um, so, I know it's an old TV show. That's all I know. Hmm. How about we Bonnie and Clyde it? Does that work? Mm, sure. I'll go with that. How about the odd close couple? Enough. Let's be the odd. I mean, the outcome is just slightly <laughs> different, but you know. Uh-huh. I feel, I feel like we would make a great odd couple fish. Fish would be the the clean guy who's like, "Did you wash your ass with my loofah again?" And I would just, <laughs> <laughs> did it, did it, I thought you were gonna go with the Kirby enthusiasm theme. I really just want to go with the uh, Pink Panther theme for some reason. I just mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I never seen. There's never been better music for a show. I care less about. Hmm. Just haunting, like that music, that theme for the Pink Panther man. You just fucking, it's in your soul. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cartoon. It's almost man. That, man, that writes some made that cartoon some good dark. music there. Yeah. Yep. Okay, as we wrap up here, fish. Is there any? What are you? Anything this week, fish? I know we kind of left you in the dust there. You still been hacking away mm-hmm. at Mart? What's going on in your game life here? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to report here, General Mountain Time. Over and out. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I look weird. I'm looking at my webcam on you guys' screen, and it looks weird. There's like a blue, like glow going on, and like I'm hunched in a black shadow, and it looks like there's just like wire. <laughs> kind of just looks strange. I'm like. Mm. This, I'm gonna take a photo. This is weird. 
Is this the lighting in my wife's room where I have to record our recreational room where all of our sex dolls and dildos and cameras and stuff are? Um, is the lighting in here is very weird because, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in this room. Let's put it that way. A lot of props, let's say. For filming. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to sleep in that room when I stayed over. It's, you should. It's cozy. My wife was just... It is. Could my wife was just asking me. Did she was just asking me today? She was like, she was just fall asleep on top of a big old dildo. She said she wanted you to visit. She was like, yeah, remember fish visit last time when I was really pregnant? You should get fish to visit again. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't. When she's really pregnant? What? What does that mean? What's that? It's nostalgic. Remember last time you were here like a week okay. or two before my baby was born? Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, she remembers him yeah. coming over and actually cleaning up some of your fucking mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 See, no, see, that's I what she was getting that. at, Morgan. She was telling you to clean up all the cat shit everywhere. <laughs> hey, look. That That is not true. <laughs> that room has been dealt with. No, that is true. That room has been... Because I cleaned that shit up. That room has been eradicated and taken care of. Uh, I'll have you know that now I'm the crippled one. Mm. And uh, now we get to see who really does or oh. doesn't clean the house. Let's put it that way. So, so there's more incentive for me to visit now because your yeah. house is probably yeah. in much disarray and you need like... Right now you know, is the perfect time. I'm sleeping downstairs. You fish, can take the bed. If you showed up there, there's... It would look exactly the same as beforehand, if not cleaner. Mm. Let's let's put that theory to the yeah. test, Fish. I'm, let's see. We're going to have to do a walkthrough after the fish, show here. Fish only gets stuck cleaning when me and my wife are fighting, and then mm. he's just like, oh, I want to go outside and clean, because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to I don't want to be in that awkward <laughs> situation. I still oh, get yeah. yelled at even with a broken leg. <laughs> Scary. That's gonna do it for the Chompcast. I do want to thank our sponsor, Sassy D. That's right, at Sassy D Merch. Um, whether we're making a dirty joke on the podcast or all the crazy sexual hijinks that go on in this room would feel right at home in a Sassy D ad. We are sponsored by SassyDicks.com or at Sassy D Merch. For just a few more weeks. And then our sponsorship's going to end with them. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you can go follow them on Instagram, which you should. At Sassy D Merch. They do fabulous dick art for their friends and family. It's erotic gag art. It's a lot of fun. I have people still messaging me about it when I post pictures up of like the erotic Pikachu, Sassachu, stuff like that. And they're partners and friends at the show. So go give them a follow. At Sassy D Merch. Uh, like some of their posts. Talk to them. And... Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, or go to their website, sassydicks.com. And of course, if you want to support us and get access to some private, really raunchy, crazy shit, you should go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Cannot emphasize that enough. Um, it's been a fun show. We'll be back next week. Of course, you can hear our side podcast. I have a podcast called In the Blood, where I interview, for example, the composer of Katana Zero. So you should go check that out, In the Blood, wherever you download podcasts. Or Shay's podcast, our good podcast friend, um, who'll be returning next week pew, pew, from Japan. He has an interview podcast called Evoking the Sublime. If for some reason you're one of our new followers, you check those out. And of course, we thank you for everything that you do to help uh, Chomp Nation grow. More streams, all sorts of good stuff going on. Add us on Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash swordchomp. So 
Let's go ahead and get out of here before Josh Rose into a flaming spittle over there in Michigan. Um, does Nailed that make it. sense? A flaming spittle. spittle. Nailed it. Eh, whatever. Sounds good. I'm delirious here. <laughs> also, I just put a really weird video up on the Patreon VIP. So, thanks for checking out the show. We'll see you next week for an all new Chomp Cat.